0: Spot of gold. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt. My guest today is Allison Brooks. Allison is a local resident here in the town of Chinook. She lives actually just right down the road from me, and we sort of grew up together. We're from a pretty small town, so everyone knows each other pretty well, and you hear a lot of that in this episode. It's pretty much a conversation about what it's like to be a human in 2021. We cover parenting, social media, technology, all kinds of stuff, really. We go all over the place. I had a really great time talking with her. She's a, uh, a thinker. Before we dive into it, I just wanted to do a couple little announcements. First of all, don't forget, you can always find me on Instagram at Ramble by the River, on Twitter at RambleRiverPod and on Facebook just by searching for my name. Please don't forget to subscribe. I know you hear that a lot, uh, and it sounds like it doesn't matter, but it really does help. If you want to help the show and help me be able to keep doing this, you got to hit that subscribe button. So look for it uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Look for that subscribe button, and also if you got the time, Throw me a five star review. These things are, just take a few minutes and they really make a huge difference. I just need you to know that it actually does matter and if you have a chance, please subscribe. Thank you. That's the last thing I'll say about it. And you're gonna hear some stuff in the uh, referenced in the interview about Allison's internet business. And sorry, no, it's not an OnlyFans account. Allison and her partner have created an online retailer for merchandise uh, that has to do with comic books. I wanted to provide you guys with the addresses to reach those websites so just in case you're into that kind of stuff you can swing in and check it out so if you want to reach allison on instagram where she posts lots of motivating and inspiring things her handle is at allison c brooks that's at a-l-l-i-s-o-n the letter c brooks b-r-o-o-k-s if you're interested in her collectible website, it is at Evolve Comics and Collectibles, also on Instagram. So head on over and check that out. I'm sure there will be something there that will pique your interest. A few days after this interview, I received a message from Allison through my DMs. She said that she had been thinking about the interview and there was something that she wanted to add. So I'm just gonna read the whole message verbatim. That will just make it easier, keep me from messing it up or trying to paraphrase and getting it wrong. So here we go. I had too much windshield time today, and this was on my mind. Obviously too late for the podcast, but a few times you asked, so what do we do about it? And I had ideas, but they weren't coming out for some reason. But I think this is what we do. I think we commit to our personal healing and growth, and that spills over into our kids in our home. And we choose to start small and then it spills into our community and grows from there. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. So I just wanted to add that to the podcast because I think she's completely right and I think that we all should be tending to the garden that we can touch. And I think that sentiment is carried through this whole interview. So be well to yourselves, show love to your families, get out there and do good in the world. I love you guys and I really hope you enjoy this interview with the lovely Allison Brooks. The the more you can use your distance to regulate, the better. Okay. Because they're doing construction outside. Gotcha. So the louder we have our mics turned up, the more of that will be in the show. Okay. Which, you know, as the daughter of Dr. Roof, it might mm-hmm. be kind of fitting to have some hammers pounding in the background.
1: You have them on your house and the next door house. Yeah,
0: yeah. I made sure to schedule you when there'd be construction okay. on both sides.
1: Hey my life so yeah
0: and this place isn't really well insulated so it'll some of it will sneak in there that's all right i worried a lot more about that in the beginning uh just because i figured people would be critical of the sound quality yeah it hasn't been bad
1: no it's been good
0: well the the quality hasn't been that great but the the people's reactions have been fine yeah yeah
1: no, oh, it's been good. It's been a nice listen. Uh you shouldn't be disappointed about this because it's not a bad thing. But I listen uh, while Maverick takes a nap in the car. It like puts him to sleep, uh-huh. which is fantastic for yeah, me. Yeah, good. And I get to listen and he sleeps. So yeah, it's been good.
0: Uh, you're not the first person to tell me that they use it to fall asleep. So that's uh, <laughs> no,
1: I don't use it for me to fall asleep. But I'm for okay him. with it. I, I'm not. I'm not.
0: Mm. I don't have any problem with that. All right. There's waters over there if you get thirsty. Cool.
1: Did you have to do a lot of research before you started this bad boy?
0: Um, not before, but During? along <laughs> the way, yeah. I didn't realize how many layers of going complexity there were. Like, yeah. yeah. that Just the soundproofing of the room uh, is a never-ending process because I, I thought it was going to be, you know, throw up some blankets. Right. A little foam on the ceiling. It will be good to go, but no.
1: More it's, than
0: that? Oh, yeah. It's, well, I, I realized just the other day that there's, like, if you go out into the main shop and look back towards this room mm-hmm. big open gaps in the top where there's no insulation it's just a layer of like drywall and mean. nothing else and then tin roof so that's why the rain is so loud on here
1: oh I heard the rain in one of them mm-hmm. maybe with Colton yeah, maybe? yeah.
0: It, it has rained in almost every episode oh has it mm-hmm. I picked
1: up on it more in on that one I think
0: yeah I'm I'm trying to just get over it it doesn't even that's probably why people use it to fall asleep
1: That could be. You get that kind of white noise in the Mm -hmm. background. Yeah, Yeah. people like that. They do.
0: I'll just try to make that part of the marketing scheme.
1: There you go. Don't have to invest in a white noise machine or the apps on the phone.
0: Just throw on the ramble.
1: You can go to sleep listening to, like, good conversation and rain. Yeah, that's perfect.
0: So uh, how's life? What have you been up to?
1: Oh, it's been good. Busy. Stressful. We're trying to sell our house.
0: I've seen that. Our, it's been a while now.
1: Seven months it's been on the market. Really? And we're in the tail end of a contract, uh, but pretty much everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. And we had our appraisal due yesterday and got told the night before that it wasn't going to be done, so we have to push back our closing date hmm. on our house, house we're buying. Therefore, we lose our interest rate. So it's kind of... And we still don't even know if it's going to all work out. Yeah. So I don't know if we're moving.
0: <laughs> so you have a house picked out?
1: Yeah, we have an offer on one contingent on the sale of ours, but...
0: Oh, wow. That's stressful. Uh,
1: we've been in contract for over a month, and I don't know if it's going to be a So thing. what does that mean, in I contract? Mean, so we had someone offer on ours, and we accepted, and then we put an offer on a house over um, outside of Spokane. Okay. And we've been... Doing the process for a month and uh, still are not sure that it's actually going to happen. So,
0: so were you doing improvements on your current house?
1: Um, we did them. It's not hasn't even really been improvement. It's been uh, funding for the buyers, and then um, just some warranty stuff. And now the we're not sure how the appraisal is going to come back and if they're going to be able to get funding based on that. So,
0: so it's all stuff out of your control. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that sounds like a really stressful time. It is. And And you have three kids.
1: Mm -hmm. A toddler. (laughs) Yeah. A dog. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to run an online comic business out of a house with no office and move. And Brad's been going back and forth. So, yeah.
0: What do you do to balance all that? How do you stay sane don't you don't <laughs> no.
1: no I don't actually uh, I've really been trying to work on my self-care mm-hmm. um but when you can't really go anywhere and you have a, have a toddler that's still nursing and kids that are home and I don't yeah it, it, I'm open to any suggestions <laughs> Yeah, because well, I'm not doing a very good job of it.
0: Oh, uh, everyone on the internet's got plenty of those. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, they do. You're right.
0: Yeah, but I think most of them are probably stressed too. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a rough rough thing to deal with.
1: Yeah. And
0: Especially when you have a toddler.
1: Toddler life is hard.
0: So how old are are all three of them?
1: Ten, seven, and a year and a half. Wow,
0: that's pretty close to us. We're ten or twelve, ten and three. Yeah. So. Similar I would take gaps.
1: take newborn over uh toddlerhood some days <laughs> some days it's fun the personality is fun to learn and watch and and kind of watch the humans that they're becoming but
0: they're not as good at hiking
1: oh no the
0: the the things you can't do when you have a newborn the list yeah, is that's so true. long it is it might it's probably but different for the mom better. though because you're kind of part of it the biology of the whole process yeah the dad is more of an observer and a supportive <laughs> role yeah. So it's like, come on, grow up already. Let's right. go. Let's go play outside.
1: That's true. It's very it's very fun for him right now cuz he's very um Maverick's very like climbing. He's very active. Like so mm-hmm. more active than the other two. So we're like, what is this kid? He's like a ninja warrior. Mm-hmm. We have to like move furniture to keep him out of places cuz he was like scaling the stools and all of the baby proofing that we did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So but he's he's fun is he he's, talking a little bit a little bit um a little bit not not as much as i thought he would be at this age but with the got other kids funny. pretty
0: talking yeah yeah i would think so too being the third one
1: yeah because he's got two older people talking mm-hmm. to him all the time but yeah
0: yeah I imagine you guys do, they, do the older two fight a lot or are yeah. they or are they like a team
1: uh or both both yeah yeah Sometimes they're best friends, and if anybody else tries to, like, pick on them, they're like, no, only I get to pick on. But lately, because I think we've been together so much, which Mm -hmm. is great, but I think we're all a little bit tired of each other. (laughs) So they've been fighting, like, cats and dogs lately. Really? Yeah. But they're super great with him, like, super helpful. Um, And it's kind of fun to watch him. Not kind of fun. It's really fun to watch him, like, as he learns. They get so excited and you can kind of see them understand, like, that unconditional love mm-hmm. that people have. And yeah. that's been fun to watch.
0: That is fun to watch. Yeah. I go, I'm going through the same thing, mm-hmm. just with the big kids. They learning. get so excited, yeah. like, mm-hmm. watching
1: them learn new things and say new things. And I kind of, I didn't get to see that really with Jackson Harper because they were, you know, they're only three years apart. So there was a little bit of it, but not like, not like a 10-year-old watching yeah. a baby. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's been fun. The
0: funniest thing for us is, or not funniest, but just, I, it's adorable. Uh, it's So Sawyer's 12, so he's mm-hmm. not doing as many adorable things as he right. used to. yeah. Um, but something that still I find very cute is when he gets really excited about mm-hmm. Amelia being cute. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when Amelia's learning how to ride a like, little bicycle, not bicycle, but she's not that advanced. <laughs> but but yeah. learning a new thing or, or just, you know, two-year-olds just happen to be cute mm-hmm. all the time saying especially her she's really verbal yeah so she's says puts together some really hilarious sentences. her
1: little voice is so cute
0: yeah i i was in here earlier just like listening to clips i I did of her mm-hmm. when i was setting the studio up just like mic tests yeah it was putting me in a good mood
1: yeah there it is it's fun they get yeah. like Jax gets like giddy when when he's like watching him learn something new or say something new he gets so excited and yeah. that's that's cool to watch
0: what, so what's your kids' uh, education status right now? Are you guys homeschooling them? Are they in school? What's going on?
1: We're, like, taking a gap year. Uh-huh. Because I didn't know when we were going to be moving. So we're doing a little bit of online stuff, but not probably like we should be.
0: Learning through experience.
1: Hey, yeah. They're yeah. helping out around the house. They've done yard work. They're learning. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. They're I, doing a little bit online. I if that was but... going to
0: be the way a lot of people end up doing it.
1: Yeah, I... I've gone back and forth with it. Um, I've just like watching people talk about it like on social media and how they're frustrated. Like their kids are frustrated and they're frustrated and they're fighting about all these things. Yeah. I didn't want to spend this whole year fighting. About Trying to get stuff. these things done with a toddler um, and them on two very different levels. Like Harper did half of kindergarten and here Jax is, you know, fifth grade that's very different and trying to get all that done. I didn't wanna fight with them all year. So yeah. my thought is that they're learning a little bit and they're doing pretty well. Um, and I think when everybody gets back to school, thank God for teachers, but they are I feel like they're gonna have to just kinda help get people on the same level anyway.
0: Once they are on the same level. Yeah. They're getting directives from every which way too. I, right, and,
1: it's, it's... and I just, I feel for it everybody involved
0: yeah nobody has it easy on no. this thing mm-hmm. and a lot of people want to look towards someone else to blame and it's just like right. yeah but it's not really their fault though. no yeah parents or teachers or no the ki- definitely like, not what the do kids. you do yeah i yeah, mean it's... what do you
1: there there doesn't feel like there's a right answer
0: no we can't blame um, any of them no we really just have to band together and blame the chinese
1: right <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go i mean yeah. we could <laughs> Now, nah, xenophobia <Yeah>.
0: aside um <laughs> Which was obviously a joke. I've been making <laughs> some bad jokes. Um, no. That's, I've been having anxiety today bad about yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't like the episode I put out this morning.
1: I didn't get that one yet. I'm going to listen to it.
0: It was kind of funny. Um, but I said, I told uh, talked about my dad. Like on the last one, I had mm-hmm. uh, made fun of him a little bit for bailing on the podcast which is not really a big deal it's the whole thing was a bit i I was just trying to make light of the situation i wasn't actually hurt or anything but i did i went back to that because there was more to the story after i made fun of him the first time um for like telling me grocery shopping was hard it can't which it is for him because he's got bad knees um i made fun of that and then i made fun of it again and (laughs) he went on later to like sleepwalk and like falls down outside and stuff and, oh no uh, yeah it's it was it was not really funny oh. uh, and I made light of it and made it funny yeah um, and I and at the time I was like it, this is okay you know yeah. it's because it's hard it's really hard to find that line between you know between just finding something that's entertaining right and actually being genuine authentic person yeah because um, I'm I want to be both mm-hmm. um, and so people who are close to me and part of my life um end up getting pulled into stories and things like that but um I just didn't like it it made me feel shitty and then I called him and he called me a bitch and (laughs) I was like oh okay (laughs) but you know that shit happens yeah it does I just gotta it's it's a process of learning um on like so many different levels I bet Just getting it figured out but
1: I bet learning there's a lot to learn about it
0: yeah just learning how to share right, my life has right. been weird. Yeah, um, you seem like you're you're a pretty private person. Yeah, is that accurate? Yeah, um, I notice you're pretty pretty. Um,
1: I'll sometimes like let some stuff out there, but more surface level stuff. Uh huh. So, like
0: Facebook st- top, uh Facebook yeah. level.
1: You're not gonna find my dirty laundry on there. Mm hmm. But like.
0: You're not going to get on there and rant.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, sometimes I have memories pop up and I'm like, oh, shouldn't have said that. Or sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm really glad I said that. But, yeah. but for the most part, yeah, I'm a pretty private person.
0: Yeah. Do you get anxiety about Holy social interaction stuff?
1: Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I had anxiety about this. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> I bet. And um, it, it's yeah. weird because like I can sit. In the car with my sister, and we can talk for hours, like on the way to Portland or something. Talk the whole time. My kids are like, Jax is like, I feel like when Alicia's around, you forget that you have kids. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> but they're like, you know, plugged into their movie or whatever, and we can just talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when it comes to talking to people, yeah, I definitely get that social anxiety. I yeah. don't go out much. Me I don't, neither. Like even prior to covid yeah not like a social person
0: (laughs) do you have like a does it feel like painful when you want to be social and and you can't yeah and just like nah it's just i'll just stay Mm -hmm. i get that too and this podcast has kind of got me out of that because Mm -hmm. i'm like at least people who listen to the show they know that i'm a little strange (laughs) like that uh, i i'm I'm gonna be overthinking stuff, and I don't have to pretend to be completely cool and normal because right. I that ship has sailed. it's It's not an option.
1: I think it's I don't I, I think it's fairly common now to or more more common than maybe we think. I don't know why. I feel like with our age group, what do do you, know where do you think that comes from? I don't know. I think you're right. The more people that you talk to when you kind of share that struggle, they're like, oh, yeah, I have that, too. And you you don't really notice it unless you kind of get in that vulnerable spot to share that with them, yeah. which maybe doesn't happen very often because of it. But yeah. it feels like when it does happen, people are like, oh, yeah, I definitely have that, like, same same struggle. And it's all people right around our age, our yeah. age group.
0: I'm pretty quick to blame the Internet, social media. yeah. Making it possible to really limit your direct communication with people. Sure. You don't have to see people at all anymore. No. Like you can go to the bank through your phone. You mm-hmm. can you can do everything. whatever you want. Do you don't everything. have to
1: go anywhere. D- I'm, yeah.
0: But you start to feel very dry emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't even know if that's the right word. But you just start to feel like inhuman mm-hmm. I, I, or too human almost. When I, I spend too much time alone, I get weird. I don't like um, it's, it makes it way harder to interact with people.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely I think social media especially um, has made it very hard and it like I think we all crave that that human connection and we have access to talk to people from everywhere. I mean I think you talked about this before and maybe your first one Um, like we can talk to people from wherever whenever but we have no or such a limited like actual human interaction and connection and I think that we're all missing that especially after this last year where I thought like oh you know staying home that's gonna be totally fine I'll be fine I like to stay home and towards the end of the year I was like I am not okay like I need some some human interaction yeah so I think I think social media I actually really hate it
0: I I it's a it's a weird beast because I I hate parts of it for years, I just really didn't even engage in it, mm-hmm. other than as a consumer. Yeah. Like I get on there to just to see what's going on in the world. Right. But I didn't really ever feel comfortable putting myself on it because it's just too dangerous. Yeah. There's too many ways that your life can be interpreted, mm-hmm. especially because I I just can't be boring ass normal. It's uh it feels fake to me. Mm-hmm. So if if there's an opportunity to like put something out there that people are gonna see, I just want to make it funny or right. I want to make it you know stand out or in some way make it unique and make it me and that's a recipe for disaster for sure that's why I went long form so I have a time to explain myself mm-hmm. and if people don't like it um, even after because I, I feel like I have really good intentions mm-hmm. especially with this show I genuinely just want to connect with people Right. I want to cl- connect with the guests and I want to connect with the audience mm-hmm. um, and it's because I was missing that in my life mm-hmm. I only people I really ever saw were my family my immediate family and you know one guy at work right um who i love uh but all those people but it's it's not enough you need you need those different levels of interaction yeah um where you can practice different types of social skills
1: yeah and people that you know kind of make you think a little bit differently than the day-to-day and um yeah it's important Mm -hmm. and i don't i think that it's weird because I think that we grew up with just enough outside life and not having the technology. But I think that it showed up at like a really formative time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that that has something to do with where we're at now. Um, it showed up at a really vulnerable time, like middle school. Yeah. What, a- what
0: was the first time you ever Googled something? Or the first time you remember like using uh, the internet? The
1: li- in the library. I can't remember what grade, but...
0: You guys probably had a computer at your house growing up. We did. Right?
1: My uncle worked for Microsoft for like a oh. hundred years, so we did have a computer, um, but it was like this big boxy thing, and I don't even remember like I don't even remember what what we did on there besides like pretending to type. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, I remember the cool colorful uh, mac computers having those in classrooms but yeah the the original iMacs yeah it just came at such a weird time for us like and now I'm really struggling to find the balance like with the kids oh
0: yeah I want to get into that they have
1: I'm gonna turn on the heater complete access to everything
0: yeah are you concerned about that oh yeah I Um, have and how what do you have like a a... sorry I'll let that beep go Do you have, like, a parenting policy where it concerns Internet I, and social media? I feel like media? I go
1: back and forth to, like – and I, I feel – I do really feel like this year has made it really hard um, because, like, with not going to school, Jax plays Fortnite, and um, I got the kids, kids' messenger so that they could, like, you know, talk to a few people because that's really all that they had. So I feel like this last year made it really extra hard because – the world went online yeah that's how they were communicating with people that's how they were you know visiting their friends um but then sometimes I can tell like it's been too much and then I feel like I go like cold turkey the other way where I'm like nope everybody needs a break and I'm like where's the where's the balance where's the I'll find myself like
0: inventing reasons to punish the kids (laughs) like you were supposed to (laughs) Why don't you ever do the dishes? Yes, Give me your tablets.
1: Right. No. Yes. And uh, then I feel shitty because here I am staring at my phone, and I'm like, I have a problem too. Like, mm-hmm. but like, what do you what do you do? I, I don't know the answer. I but it scares me. It terrifies me for them. Just me too. The amount of information that they have access to with without even thinking about, without even intending to see or hear it, mm-hmm. it's right there for them.
0: I'm sure you watched this, but it was uh, the Netflix documentary. It was really huge. Uh, the Social Dilemma. Watched it. That one freaked me out a little bit. I
1: made Jax watch it. Uh,
0: it, was, it was
1: terrifying.
0: And it was stuff we all already knew. Right. But they condensed it into a really consumable package and made it, right. made it easy to understand.
1: And I think that they, I think that had that come out two years ago. It maybe wouldn't have hit so hard, but it came out at a really heated time.
0: When everybody was like, I've been maybe on the internet a little too much Uh lately.
1: Yeah, it came. I mean, they timed that one really well.
0: Yeah. What about Tiger King? Did you see that one? No. What? (laughs) Oh, Brad
1: turned it on and watched the whole thing, and I just caught a couple minutes here and there, and I couldn't do it.
0: It was pretty damn entertaining, <laughs> I'll be honest.
1: I'll have to watch it. Maybe. Um,
0: I'm not saying it was, you know, any kind of a great film, yeah. but it was definitely entertaining.
1: Did we we've done a lot of binge watching.
0: What have you been watching?
1: Uh, we watched The Last Ship. Have What's you seen that, that one? No. It's about a pandemic. I oh.
0: Don't. I don't want to watch that one. What else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't you know, watch Tim... Pandemic either. Did you see that? No,
1: didn't watch that one. It, like but... won an,
0: uh, an Oscar, didn't it? I don't know. I think it got best picture maybe even.
1: To be fair, the last ship came out right before like quarantine happened. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like we didn't, it wasn't so quite saying, as relevant.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it was prepping people to get ready. Right. As yeah. A I just didn't know it. Yeah. But
1: it's about, they're on a naval ship. So it was a little bit different, um, but it was actually really good, mm. but it might be too fresh right now. Um, but to be perfectly honest with you, I try to binge watch things and I just fall asleep.
0: Oh, me too. So yeah, and most people won't admit that.
1: No, but. not I will.
0: Yeah, um, if I hit the
1: pillow, and it's not like super interesting to me. Not watching. I was
0: it. talking about that with JJ. He was in here last week, and we talked about John Wick because that's yeah, that's like known as one of the better action movies of the last decade. Yeah. Um, and and I could see the value in it, but I fell asleep because I I already knew how it was going to end. Right. He's going to kill a bunch more people. Aren't
1: there like four of them now?
0: Yeah. Well, they. I don't know if they killed his other new dog or, or what, but he yeah. might just still be mad about that first dog they killed. Like,
1: I've seen one and two, but I don't need to see the rest. Because yeah. like you said, they're all going to end the same way.
0: They're really cool. They're shot well, and yeah. they're choreographed well and everything. But Plus, I mean, Keanu. I love him. Yeah, everybody loves Keanu. Do they, though? They should.
1: I know they should, but do they? What's not to love? I don't know. I really love him. I think he's amazing. I think he's interesting. But I think people feel like he's weird, which he is. He is weird. He is weird. Yeah. But I feel like they don't like him because of that. Mm -hmm. I like him because of that.
0: Yeah, me too. And I
1: feel like he's, like, super down to earth. Yeah. He's not afraid to talk about, like, tough shit.
0: Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah. They like Johnny Depp for being weird. Yeah. He's a different kind of weird.
1: He's a different kind of weird, for sure.
0: Yeah, do you, do you watch a lot of movies?
1: We used to go to a lot of movies, but yeah, me too. Not I lately. think that's
0: a tragedy that that's going to be something we don't get to do anymore.
1: I miss that a lot. I was thinking about that the other day because we went the same. to the drive-in, mm-hmm. which was cool. It was I've cool for the cool. kids, and I didn't pay attention to the movie because one was sleeping in the car seat, and the two were in the front of the car getting butter all over my. interior and just having the best time i just sat in the back and kind of relaxed Uh so it was cool though. It does
0: sound all right (laughs) it
1: was all right yeah um but i do miss the whole movie experience that was something we did a lot um Jax is super into like all the marvel and stuff so we would always go to those um but it was just it was a fun date night it was have you
0: paid 20 dollars to watch a new movie on on the on-demand stuff like they're doing Mm -mm. it sucks i i've I like there's movies that I really want to watch with the yeah. kids, and I would take them to the theater to see and that they just release them on t v and it's like twenty bucks yeah, you pay the twenty bucks because you you get to go buy the eighteen dollar popcorn <laughs> and
1: <laughs> you pay sixty bucks to go for the experience yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's but... not the same at home no, no it that it's not. is something that I miss and that um i mean I, I I don't know when all this goes back to normal.
0: I don't know that it does uh, yeah, hopefully though.
1: It's weird, like speaking of normal, um, and this whole house deal, the house prices, uh, when we started looking on the east side of the state were great. Uh Like great. Um you know Was that
0: before the pandemic? Yeah.
1: Well, no, June. Okay. Um, but they the average house price has gone up sixteen percent during the pandemic. So, um I think that has to do with people realizing that they can work from home or if, you know, they worked in the city, they don't have to go to work. They can, you know, not pay city prices and work mm-hmm. from home. But it's really put a lot of this in perspective. Like, when does stuff go back to normal? What what does normal look like?
0: What is going to happen to those cities where all those right. people left? Right. I don't know. A lot of the podcasts I listen to are from L.A. Mm-hmm. and New York. And so both of those places are Way different than they were a year ago. Right. Who yeah. knows if they'll ever, ever bounce back.
1: Yeah. They probably I've will. i heard but. a lot of people. We looked in Idaho a little bit um, just because it's a little quieter. Um, mm-hmm. But th- you can't find a house there anymore. And they said there's a ton of people coming from California, which. I
0: well, wonder what the income tax rate is in Idaho. I'm surprised remember. we haven't had more come out here yeah. to the coast because we don't have income tax
1: right yeah i don't know um but it just it yeah it has me thinking like what what does our new normal look like Mm -hmm. i don't know what yeah do the cities portland's a hot mess right now every time i drive through there
0: i haven't been there for about six months
1: It's a pretty sad state.
0: It was looking pretty rough last time I was there.
1: Seattle, I stopped by and saw my aunt, and she lives on Queen Anne, so you can kind of avoid, like, downtown to get to her. Um, But she said downtown looked, like, post-apocalyptic.
0: Yeah, the homeless situation in most of these cities is getting out of control. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen anything like it, Mm-mm. especially this time of year, because all the trees, the leaves are all off. Mm-hmm. So you drive down the freeway, and you can see, and yeah, there's everything. just blue tarps and tents and yeah. stuff through like all the bushes.
1: Portland is really, really bad. Like right there on the water, uh, where you cross over um, from Vancouver into Portland, I mean, just the beaches, the, the yeah, the side of the freeways. It's, it's sad.
0: It almost feels like we're we've entered this new chapter mm-hmm. in our country where. If we don't make some quick changes, things are going to get even worse, and yeah. and we're gonna. It's, it feels like a collapsing empire sometimes. It does. It's scary.
1: It is scary, and it's it's hard to um, it's hard to explain it to, you know, the kids see some of this stuff. I mean, and they hear people talk about it, and it's hard yeah. to explain it to them, when you don't really, not not understand it, but well, we don't just,
0: really even know fully what's going on, right? Can't really, we will later?
1: Yeah, can't really fathom like why some of these things are happening i guess Mm -hmm. so it's hard it's a hard time to be a parent right now it
0: is it really is not gonna lie we're we're facing some challenges that other generations haven't had to deal
1: with right and 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 publicly like
0: yeah literally right now
1: yeah so yeah it's a tough time
0: it is Let's go back to the internet and kids thing. Okay. Do you? Do your kids have their own tablets and, and phones and things like that? They
1: don't have phones. Um, Those or two both have an iPad. Uh, and they have – it doesn't have, like, the, the cell service or anything on it. So, like, uh-huh. they have to be connected to Wi-Fi at home or, like, a hotspot when we go somewhere. But um, I have it hooked up to where – whatever they're doing on like the internet if they're watching a youtube video or whatever i just open up my phone and i can see what they're watching oh cool. what they're doing and then they have kids messenger um which i had to sign up for for them and i can go through and look at every call comment whatever so it's it's pretty monitored they don't have like i guess free reign with me not knowing what they're doing yeah um but yeah they definitely have have the tablet
0: yeah, we our kids ha, all have them, and I when I first became a dad, I was it was like very black and white to me, like oh no, we'll just make them wait till they're in middle school for Same. all of that stuff, <laughs> and it, it's not practical. No, it's not really even an option. No. School won't let that be an option. Right. Uh, it's just you have to give them to them, and then it's like how much of my time am I going to give up to monitor right. what the kids are doing? Right. It's it's really it's tricky, but it's yeah.
1: really hard to find the balance. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And and I hate even admitting this, but sometimes when I'm like, you know, setting this boundary of, hey, you know, you guys need to get this done. Otherwise, we lose this. Sometimes I don't want to say that's punishment for me, but like if I have to get stuff done, sometimes they're helpful. Like oh, so yeah. if I have to make an important phone call and I don't want, you know, these two fighting about him looking at her funny and yeah, the baby yelling. Yeah, all the things yelling, that don't matter. Just, right. I need to make that phone call you go ahead get on the tablet but like and i hate saying that because it i don't know it feels kind of shitty but
0: but it's the truth yeah and that's that's really where they come in handy is because they're yeah car rides very entertainment uh, very entertaining yeah car rides are the best we've gone
1: back and forth to spokane a ton of times and if we didn't have that tablet and the video dvd player so maverick can watch moana it would take me three days to get there.
0: Uh you have like, to stop and run them every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Could you turn that mic just a little bit to where yes. the buttons pointed right at you? Yes. Perfect. Is that better? Yes. Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, no, it's it's hard to find the balance. It's hard to find the balance as an adult. So setting that boundary for a kid
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's something that's hard to communicate to the kid. Right. It's like, I'm having to manage myself here, too, mm-hmm. because it's easy to just get sucked, in, sucked oh. into the scroll. So easy. Um, and before, you know what, half an hour has gone by. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And I got nothing accomplished. I probably picked my phone up for a reason, and I didn't get that Forgot done. Forgot what it was. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, how do you explain, no, you don't get to have yours right now, but I'm sitting on mine? Like.
0: hmm Well, the kids don't do their taxes. (laughs) So uh, there are things that you've got to do.
1: There's the other thing is that's, you know, I know people still have computers, but you don't. I mean, unless it's for something specific, you don't really need them. I can print PDFs from my phone. Do Yeah. Taxes, banking, groceries, you name it. Yeah. It's all that's where it's all done.
0: This podcast is the first thing I needed a computer for since college, really. Yeah. Uh, Because I have one at work and that I use for my work stuff and everything else I just do for my phone.
1: Yeah, and that's like, Brad has a lot of his work stuff um, on his phone, especially when he's working from home. He does that on the computer, but then he's got the comic book stuff.
0: So what's the comic book stuff? We haven't really got into that.
1: He um, started collecting comic books probably four or five years ago, and um, just as a hobby, and then kind of the more he got into it, Kind of started buying and selling and trading, and now it's a side business. Cool, it's pretty cool, but it takes up a lot of your time like scrolling eBay for good deals or Mm -hmm. you know, listing on eBay or whatever the website. And um, it's cool. Uh, we've gone to a lot of comic cons, it's been fun to take the kids. Yeah, it is fun. I don't know when we'll get to go to another one
0: they haven't had them no, no. Yeah.
1: they all got canceled last year but but they're fun like we've had booths at some of them and just gone for fun to some of them but that's, that's probably a great way I to bond that. with the kids yeah it's super fun and the, all the people dressed up and um, they, ha- they have whole areas set up for kids so it's like the kids never get bored and um, mm-hmm. yeah so that's been kind of a bummer but um, the comic book business is pretty lucrative yeah I bet People pay odd amounts of money for comic books and like video what's, games. What's
0: a crazy, a crazy sale that you guys have done? That we purchase or sale?
1: I'm pretty. Sh- uh, I think a book that Brad sold was like forty grand. What? Yeah, and people buy books for like hundred grand.
0: Book of what? <laughs>
1: I don't remember if it book was book of hundred dollar bills. No, I don't remember if it was like a Ninja Turtle or.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you didn't say know. Ninja Turtle. Well, I know, that but like
1: sense. 40 grand. That's
0: insane. That's I,
1: a car. That's
0: a nicer a car. A nice car. Yeah, you could get a Tesla with that.
1: Right? Um, and video games now, like in the package and baseball cards. Like, people, well, that's so cool. People pay silly money for that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so he just oh, that's had yeah. something that he was into mm-hmm. and he decided to pursue it and it kind of just blossomed into a business. Yep. That's awesome.
1: And it's, you know, we've traveled for it. We've gone to Comic-Cons in, like, Reno and Vegas. And um, he's gone down to the big one in San Diego, mm-hmm. um, Seattle, Portland. Yeah, it's fun. So did
0: he collect them as a kid?
1: Yeah. Okay. And so then he's... had none. Uh-huh. And then, like, five years ago got back into it. And I don't remember what, like, sparked it. But it has been fun. Like, we've met Stan Lee. Um, oh, really? Yeah.
0: Wow, what's he like?
1: He was quiet. It's. Mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those things where, like, you go in you get your picture your signature oh, like and you're out like Santa it's not Paul's. like yeah. yeah it's not like a hey how's it going you didn't hang um, out with him at the bar no. no but um but met a lot of cool people from tv and um, That's really the cool. kids have met one of the power rangers and oh which yeah, one pink one i think kimberly yeah and green i don't i don't even know
0: tommy the green
1: yeah maybe are
0: you talking original mighty morphin power rangers yes those those youngsters from angel grove i believe so that was the best i really kind of i believe stopped that's the one i that. yeah
1: because yeah, the they'll turn some of them on netflix now and i'm like this is not power rangers yeah you know? now
0: some of them are like dinosaurs yeah and weird and the, yeah. aliens that, who knows yeah like once they went to space i was done with it
1: yep no, like, nah. no more power rangers but no it's been cool it's been fun it's been a way for like you know brad and jacks to connect and harper gets really into it and um so it's been cool
0: that is cool yeah yeah right on yeah so he he's not does he do anything uh other than that now or is that his main gig he's
1: um doing commercial roofing uh estimating over for a company over in Spokane
0: oh okay yeah Cool. so
1: same same kind of thing he's always done but the Mm -hmm. the comic we've contemplated doing that full-time um but then with COVID a lot of the um the sales and a lot of the things that made that a little more lucrative were the Comic-Cons uh-huh. and having booths and, you know, thousands of books out. Um, so not having any of that over the last year has been a little bit different. Yeah, I bet. But I think, you know, maybe if that stuff comes back around, it would be kind of fun.
0: You do still do quite a bit uh, online?
1: Yeah. We have a website, eBay store, eBay auctions. That's awesome. I don't yeah. know how
0: I'd never heard of that before.
1: It's... I, Had he not done that, I would have not known that it was such a thing. And Uh I never would have guessed that people paid what they pay for some of this stuff.
0: Yeah. That's one of those businesses that is just there and everyone knows it exists. But no one really, if you're not involved with it, you don't know how much money is actually changing hands. Right. Like video games. Yeah. People who are into esports, millionaires.
1: Uh, Sealed video games, some of them. Like, I don't know, it might have been like Mario Brothers or something. Oh, collector's items. $100,000. And I'm like... What?
0: Why do you? Yeah. Like what? I have a hard time with collectibles. Uh, yeah. My brain is just like, nah, that's just stuff. Yeah. It's the same as that other stuff. Right. Um. It's but it's, I've just recently started getting getting into investing. Mm-hmm. So I do kind of get it now with because you can see it's a it's a store of value.
1: Yeah. It's
0: a way to hold value because other people want it. It's right. Desirable. Right. Um. So it makes sense economically.
1: It and that's some of the stuff we hang on to specifically for that like knowing full well you could probably get good money for it but mm-hmm. if you hang on to it a little longer you can get better money for it or you just hang on to it in case anything ever happens there's your 50 grand uh, like yeah. i don't know some of it just gets hung on to for some of it's probably sentimental and and mm-hmm. whatnot but um and so like what's
0: the most valuable beanie baby right now
1: i have no idea <laughs> i don't <laughs> do Remember Beanie Babies. When everybody was saving <laughs> yes. those like these are going to be worth beanie so much money Furbies.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. See, I bet the Furbies, maybe uh, the original Those ones. Were creepy. They were creepy. Mine but, would just yeah. turn on in the middle of the night and tell me to feed it.
1: Yeah. Beanie Babies, though. You're right. That was a thing.
0: That was people's retirement plan.
1: Right. I right. don't know how that's working out for them.
0: I imagine not. Not well. Probably not.
1: Nobody yeah. wants a Beanie Baby. So
0: it was a bubble, just yeah. like the housing market. <laughs> yeah. Um What a mess. Yeah. You been uh, following the stock market or any kind of? Did you guys do investments. <sighs>
1: Brad has talked a little bit about, like, Bitcoin and what's that other one? The Ethereum? Starts, no, starts with a C. I don't know. Crypto, I don't know. I have no idea. That's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just let him do that. Um, But no, not, I think he put money into something and it didn't work out very well. So I don't think he dabbles much into that.
0: Yeah, there's been some major ups and downs. Yeah.
1: yeah. I kind of followed a little bit of the whole GameStop situation. but
0: That was pretty cool. It was. I liked that.
1: That was was like
0: a democracy, economic democracy Uh in action.
1: I liked it. That's why I liked it. Yeah. Followed it because I'm like, you know what? And you know the cool thing about that is that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of the people who have been at odds... Over the last year, we're all on the same page there and kind of
0: Mostly. Yeah, yeah. Except the one percenters. Well, right. like, no, my money. Right,
1: right. But I mean, like, you know, you had... Didn't matter if you were a boomer or a millennial or a... It didn't matter because everyone was kind of going for the same thing. So that was cool to see after the last year.
0: That was an easy way to tell if people were for the people. Right. or, Or... for the man right it's like where where do you stand on the GameStop, thing?
1: right if you were confused before now we know yeah yeah
0: i do i do worry that like uh the market will collapse because i just started i was like oh i want it to like continue to go up mm-hmm. as it has like the last 50 years yeah uh, other than a few short times when it crashed and right. people lost everything but you know who knows what's going to happen it's gambling
1: it is and that's that's sometimes how comic stuff feels like He'll list a book and think, you know, oh, great, that was a great sale, and then six months later he'll watch it go for three times that much, and it's like, oh, shit, yeah, that sucks, stings a little bit. Nope, but it is. It's kind of like, do you do you hang on to this stuff or do you get rid of it or what? Like, what's the, you know, some stuff is obvious, like when there's a new Marvel movie coming out with whoever in it, those books get popular. Oh, I bet. But some of it's a little bit like, like gambling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: what What's the coolest thing you guys are holding on to?
1: Right now, I have no idea. We have a storage unit full of books. and.
0: What do you preserve them in? Do you like have them in Tupperware?
1: No, they're in um, long boxes, and then they have like a, a bag and a board. They're in bagged and mm. boarded um, plastic. So they're all like, and- pressed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And then there's some that he gets that are in rough shape, and he'll send them off to be like pressed really nicely and then get them graded and... there's some stuff that goes into it but that's cool yeah it's been pretty cool yeah
0: that's awesome yeah um well i have a couple questions i would i thought we could talk about just because it's relatable to me personally and the the main one is uh stepdad stuff Mm -hmm. so um i i've never met your biological dad Mm -hmm. um and i don't know how much you want to talk about that um but we can cut it out if you don't want to talk about it and um because i have i've grown a lot in my experience as a stepdad. Mm-hmm. And, um, that term always has rubbed me the wrong way because yeah. it, it it seems reductive somehow. Like it's, um, uh, almost like it's less, like it's a notch back from a real dad or something. Right. But, um, I, I, it's not, it's, it's a totally just, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. You want to talk about your dads a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, the world of, of step parenting and, and blended families is, Ours is about as blended as you can get because we have his, hers, and theirs. Um, uh, and it's, I'm not, I'd be lying if I said it was easy. Um, like you said, I actually read something yesterday about a step parent how um, it's fucking, can I say that? It's oh, yeah. Fucking hard. Say whatever you want. <laughs> um, and I know I have friends who are step parents and it's fucking hard. Um, but, it like you said, you know, you hear it and you think, oh, you know, just like it a step back, or is it less yeah, than? Yeah, exactly. But it's not like, like you guys put in just as much, if not more, time. Um, it's, I don't even
0: know where the origin of that word in there is from. Step parent.
1: But sh- this lady made a comment like, "All eyes are on you." Like, you but have this. You could be the
0: evil stepmother,
1: right? Like, you have this this group of people and it's not even kids it's not even the kids like kind of watching for if you're gonna fail or if like parenting's fucking hard and to hold a step-parent to a higher standard like oh you can never screw up because you know it's not not your kid or or whatever like that's fucked up yeah like parents have bad days definitely to to say a step-parent can't but at any rate um I didn't see my dad from the time I was, like, 10 till he showed up at our graduation. Whoa. Didn't see him or talk to him. um, And that was, I didn't really think that I had any, like, weird, I didn't think it really affected me until now that I'm kind of diving into this whole, like, you know, trying to heal some wounds and self care and growth. Um, And there's like these little aspects of that where I'm like, Oh, I think that might have something to do with, you know, not having a parent for eight years. But um,
0: did becoming a parent yourself kind of open any of that up and make you realize just give you a different perspective on things. Did,
1: Yeah. Um, And not really, not so much early on, but just more so in the last few years as like Jax has gotten older. And, um, you know, they say that parenting will like, kind of show you where you need work. Um, And that's definitely been something that's happened the last couple years. But I have a great relationship with my dad now. I'm very close with him. I was at his house on Monday. We were having lunch. Um, But it was one of those things where I saw him on our graduation and then I didn't really see him or talk to him much after that until I got pregnant with Jax. And I guess my thought there was, Whatever he was going through was what he was going through, and um, I chose to forgive him for that uh, because I didn't want to hold on to that anymore. I didn't want to, like, carry that into, like, what now is a great relationship. Um, Which could have
0: easily been ruined by unforgiveness.
1: Right, and and he's doing really well. Um, He's been clean and sober for, I don't even know how many years now, but it's been, I think, maybe close to 10. Um, No, it's been over 10. Because I don't think he was drinking or anything when I was, when I had Jax. Um, but, yeah, no, I, um, and it's, it's caused a little bit of, I'm going to get into it here. It's caused a little bit of um, discomfort, I think, like with my mom and I. Oh, um, yeah. Inevitably. Right. And, which is okay. Like.
0: I imagine it's not as easy for her to forgive.
1: Right. And, and that's okay. Like I've, I've kind of yeah. just made that piece of like, it's okay for her to have whatever feelings she has, but that doesn't mean that I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took that position and we have a great relationship. Um, and-
0: Seems like in addition to our generation being socially awkward, we're pretty emotionally intelligent. Right? That, that came off very emotionally intelligent, what you just said. So
1: thank you. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think that we have a, a group of people who are willing to kind of tap into that uncomfortable, side of life that generations before us pushed aside and ignored, right. Yeah. Wouldn't talk about. And you see that now, like you see that, um, you know, I, my mom is working on that stuff right now at 50 something. And I think my goal was to, to take care of it myself so that my kids don't have to work on it when they're 30, 35. Um, but I do, I think you're right. We have, we have an emotionally intelligent, Group of people mm-hmm. um but but all that aside i have a great relationship with my dad um step parenting so grateful for glenn and um all that he did for us so
0: it, how old were you when when your mom and glenn got together
1: three four so
0: you have probably very little memories of pre-glenn
1: yeah i don't remember that a whole lot um i remember going to see my dad every once in a while when he would like be at my grandparents house but um I don't have a whole lot of memory of like when they went their separate ways um but he there was no like step parent like I just he's my dad yeah that's it I didn't even
0: realize he was a step parent until we were teenagers
1: yeah so and that's that was how it always was like Amanda you know she's got her mom and then she's got our mom she's got Hillary and and she was just mom like it was there was no I don't know where the step-parent thing came from but
0: honestly the three of you as sisters it never actually even after I knew that Glenn was your stepdad I it still never even crossed my mind that you were half sisters Mm -hmm. I just didn't ever think of it that way
1: yeah so yeah like I said his hers and theirs so it was like it was very blended and and, um, Amanda and Alicia are two of my very best friends now but I would be totally lying if I said it wasn't hard growing up like oh, yeah. when you have you know one kid who goes to one parent one weekend and one goes to another parent and then we all come back together and they have this kid who's always here and it it was hard
0: how did you guys do grandparents like did they like if you had a grandpa a grandma who was belonged to one but not the other did you all still all, just call them
1: all hung out yeah that's, all that's family good. and like my mom um her parents divorced I think she was like middle school maybe um but my grandpa and his wife and my grandma his ex-wife all every holiday together like that they've always just been very like cool about that and and always put like all of us kids and grandkids and great grandkids above all else so so i'm thankful for that because i know that a lot of people don't have that
0: no it's so it's so easy to build walls Mm -hmm. and kind of keep stuff divided right um because it's uncomfortable
1: yep but and and people don't like uncomfortable no i love it
0: it's it's I used it gets to it out not in the like open. it yep yeah. i used to
1: not like it and i used to um get away from it with all my might but i've learned in the last couple of years like that's where all the, the good things come from so yeah
0: out of that chaos mm-hmm. comes the, the good stuff Yep. but um you mentioned some and i'm sorry to harp on this if this is uncomfortable but you mentioned Mm -hmm. some stuff about substances or alcohol with with your biological dad knowing that he had issues with that did that affect you and uh, like do you partake in those kind of things in your own life as an adult
1: i um had a hot minute with um like snorting painkillers and cocaine
0: yeah yeah but
1: no um i actually have addiction and alcoholism on every side of my family and i don't know how but i thank my lucky stars that it skipped me cuz i can take it or leave it mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever done anything long enough to really like when it was done it was done um
0: let's record that part where you t- talk about the cocaine and starting <laughs> again so i don't sound like such a weirdo okay. like oh yeah yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay do I just go back and say what I said? Yeah, just say okay.
0: it over again, and I won't, I won't be like, oh, yeah, what? tell me more about that.
1: So I had a little moment of dabbling with snorting painkillers and cocaine.
0: Yeah, I think Yeah, we've all been down that road.
1: Yeah, but um, when it was done, it was done. And I think that's like your first podcast when I was listening to that. And you guys were talking about um, that feeling that you get. I was like, oh, shit, I know that feeling. Like, I know what you're talking about. Uh but thankfully, um, I never took it beyond that. And as far as alcohol goes, um, I really like wine. I like the taste of it. It's delicious. It is. But I haven't drank in two years. And it's just one of those things that I can take it or leave it. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun at the wine walk that they have in Seaside. And they have that twice a year. And that's about the two times I like to go out and like get really excited about it. But mm-hmm. other than that. I, I don't mess with it, really. So,
0: Yeah, I think the novelty has just worn off on alcohol for a lot of people in our generation. It doesn't seem like it's nearly as big of a thing as it was for the last generation. Right. Even, even like uh, I've read this thing about kids in college now, they're not drinking like they used to. There's, there's a lot more other drugs that they're doing. Right. But um, alcohol is not good for you. No, It's very I, unhealthy.
1: I hate alcohol. And it's one of those things that... I've I've noticed in the last couple of years that it's more socially acceptable, to, and and like, not praised, but it's fine, to be an alcoholic. Like people get more like weird with you when you say I don't drink than if you say Oh yeah, I drink like a fifth of vodka a day. Yeah. I, why is that?
0: I'm not sure. They I think that they, like, pair it with you must have a problem, if you say you Maybe. don't drink. Because I don't really drink. Um, I, I drink every once in a while in here. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have a beer yeah. w- if, if it'll, cause this is an awkward thing to do. Um, just to try to like force a conversation. Right. Um, alcohol is great for that. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll use it for what it's good for. And like, if it's, if I'm out on a date with my wife, I'll have one like Moscow mule. Right. Cause I like the way it they're
1: tastes. because fantastic. Yeah. It yeah. makes the,
0: the night fun, but, right. um, I don't ever really crave it or yep. think about it when I'm not drinking or anything like that. And like, I definitely struggle with addiction. So mm-hmm. I've I've been down the road where I do think about certain chemicals like all the time. yeah Um and I I just that feeling is is insidious. It's yeah. horrible. Um and alcohol's just never done that to me. It's not enough fun.
1: Right. And I I don't have that um like like I know some people like when they have a bad day, it helps them like unwind. It does the opposite for me. Like if me I'm in a a mood or something's happening and i drink it just escalates it it doesn't help it it just makes it worse yeah so i've never had that like oh today was a shitty fucking day i'm gonna go home and have a beer and it'll all be fine i don't have that like no and i'm glad i don't have that um it's an emotional
0: magnifier yeah it just makes whatever you're feeling bigger
1: yeah um but i i do i hate alcohol i think it's the like socially acceptable and legal way to like tear apart a family
0: yeah, it'll do that for sure.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> um, I, My dad had addiction problems. My stepdad has addiction problems. Grandma, uh, my dad's parents, my stepdad's parents. Um, I don't like it.
0: Yeah, me neither. I, I really think that w- most people have some kind of addiction that they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and it's I think it's just in our nature yeah. to try to seek pleasure and comfort. Right. things that make you feel better yeah
1: I would so agree with and
0: that. if you have good access and you know you become a habitual seeker of that feeling regardless of what the chemical is or what the activity is you can get addicted to cheeseburgers i have shopping
1: it, oh glad you touched on that are I you have, an amazon prime member i'm unfortunately yes but um i wasn't an amazon prime member till like a year ago and i really got it for like the movies because we don't mm-hmm. have cable. Oh
0: yeah. So old people have cable.
1: Right. Yeah. Who has that anymore? Um and I do occasionally order from Amazon, but if there is something that I want, I will try to go find it from the website directly. hmm Just even if you gotta principle. pay ten
0: bucks more. What about when Amazon sells from those websites? I I've ran into that. I don't know which is better.
1: I don't know how that works.
0: Because I imagine they still take a cut.
1: They definitely have to take a cut and the whole free shipping
0: boy, that's nice. And it's so fast.
1: I know, but it's so bad. Yeah. Um,
0: he doesn't let his employees, you know, he's like, gives everybody one Gatorade bottle to pee in during their shift. Right?
1: God, asshole. Um, but, um, I have the money spending addiction.
0: That's if, not a good one.
1: I know. I know. Um, if I'm in a bad mood or like stressed or whatever, even going to the grocery store, like, I got to go there anyway. So, even just, like, the act of...
0: I love going to the grocery right? store. It makes me feel better.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at least I'm buying things that I'm going to use anyway. I don't have that, like, useless spending, usually. But I do, like, that transaction of, here's the money, now let me have my food. I like mm-hmm. that one.
0: Oh, that feels good. Uh-huh. It's a nice, dope for rush. I get
1: addicted to that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I talked about that on one of the episodes about, like... Uh, poverty. And when you don't have that ability to just go buy something frivolously, or if you can't afford to get the food you want to eat, and like you're surviving, but you don't have the the luxury of making a frivolous purchase. Mm -hmm. That's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, When I first started making a normal amount of money to where I could support myself, I didn't really know how to handle it. Yeah. And I would, I would, like, almost feel obligated to go out and spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would like try to come up with reasons to spend money. Like, oh, well I could use this, uh, electrical muscle stimulator. <laughs> like, you know, I really need a, a drum, I, I really need a drum machine.
1: Right, totally. Uh, for my music. Who doesn't, You know? right? Yeah,
0: um, I really did buy both of those things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the drum machine was mm-hmm. fucking legit too. It was like one of those ones with electric pads.
1: There
0: you go. Um, and I was living in an apartment at the time, so, um, I would just put headphones on and just be jamming to maroon five in my underwear hey oh it was fun
1: but there, that's like maybe a little bit of self-care investing in yourself there
0: yeah it was i didn't have Zoning food in the out. house oh, okay. <laughs> this was it was not a great time for me but you know musically it was top-notch
1: but it's interesting that you bring that up though because uh both my parents uh and step-parent uh my mom my dad uh glenn um all grew up, I guess not so much my mom, but both dads grew up pretty, um, pretty poor. Uh, Glenn had a pretty traumatic childhood. Um, and, and same with Brad, he didn't have a lot. Um, and even when we were kids, like my parents really tried to make sure that we had the things that we needed, but like they went, they filed for bankruptcy. Like we, there were times where, it might not have looked like it but there wasn't a lot um
0: you guys have zero snobby vibe whatsoever. (laughs) okay Uh, so I I didn't even realize that you guys were like doing all right until I saw your house when we were kids um you didn't talk down to me or uh, I was poor um so I was super self-conscious about like people with money yeah um you you seemed normal Oh, um, and they're, uh, they like my view of who, who had what at that time was so far off because there were people, um, who I, I was like jealous of because I thought they had money yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, you know, perspective of a child, but, right. um, you guys, your parents both, um, always seemed really cool, just very down to earth and, um, whatever kind of childhood, Glenn had, it sure made it in, into a hard worker. It seems like that guy never stops working.
1: He, he does never stop working. And, and that's, I think getting into that, um, I think I get that kind of spending addiction from my mom, who, um, you know, they filed for bankruptcy and Glenn didn't have a lot and my dad didn't have a lot. Um, but when you end up having that money that you can spend it's one, you're right. You don't know how to handle it. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. wh- what do you do with this? Like, look at all this.
0: I guess I'll get more donuts. Right,
1: <laughs> right. Um, I need, totally need a dozen donuts today. But not only, like, do you not know how to handle it, but like you said, like, you feel obligated to do something with it because what good is it doing just, you know, sitting here in a savings account? I yeah. mean, looking back, yeah, that's probably a good idea. But when you don't know any of that stuff and you don't have, you know, just the knowledge of, of what to do with it,
0: and the thoughts of, like, all those plans you had when you were poor are still fresh in right. your mind. You're like, I like oh, if I to, had yeah. money like they do, I would do this right. and this and this. And then you get there to where you have any money, and you're like, you know, I really don't want to just blow my money right on whatever it is I was fantasizing about.
1: It's super hard, again, to find the balance because, um, like, when we moved to, well, after we lived in Sherwood and, and Brad was at Columbia, mm-hmm. he ended up starting his own company, and um, we did really, really well for a year and a half, like like really well. I mean, we were able to travel the country after that and neither one of us worked for six months and um but it was one of those things and, and like you bring up the point with Glenn where um it like there's you gotta find the, the off switch of of, you know, the hard work which is great, but you gotta like have that, like take care of yourself and, and I mean, rest is important. Recovery, yeah. And Finding the balance of that is hard because, like, with Brad, when we had that company, he, like, we didn't see him. He was gone before we got up and home after dinner and kids went to bed. And we had this money. Great. Cool. But, like, we couldn't do anything with it because we were so busy. And so I think it's hard. That's the conflict
0: of trying to be a self-starter, like run your own business or do anything where you're trying to make something from nothing. Yeah uh you gotta make sacrifices and it sucks it does you don't really think about it either when you're planning it like right it's hard
1: because everyone always you know with with the best intentions of course you say well yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna manage this and it's gonna be fine and i'll still have time for this but you don't no unless you're very intentional about it you don't have that time
0: yeah and if you look at the lives of people who have been really massively successful they do not have a lot of close connections no. or relationships that are successful or really anything other than their money and their, their right. you know, their whatever stuff. it is they've built. Right. And those things are, have a ton of value. Right. Like, you know, Elon Musk, I mean, he's a bad example because he's married and, or I think he's married. He's got a kid.
1: He's got a kid with a strange name
0: yeah it's a computer I think he's got name a few kids maybe
1: i think he's got a few kids from a previous marriage but all that aside like yeah, yeah.
0: well maybe jeff bezos he's, <laughs> he's a uh, bachelor again now yeah um he, he's created something that's brought you know probably an undefinable amount of value to so many different lives yeah but i bet his life is kind of sad probably yeah so it's like i don't know if that was the right move or not I'm glad he did that but it's probably as much of a sacrifice on his part um as a lot of you know people who don't have as much as him yeah it's like
1: and it's it's one of those things where um like people call millennials lazy all the time
0: there's just no (laughs) jobs.
1: well but I also think that like you said we have this different level of emotional intelligence that wasn't there before um and like for me, I have work ethic. I, I'll work hard. Like Whatever my job is, I will show up and I will work hard and I will get my job done. I will go above and beyond. But I also am not going to like not enjoy my family at that, at the cost of that. Like I, yeah. th- I think that, that millennials are looked at as lazy because we're trying to find the balance between enjoying our family and enjoying like our time here with this life. And that hard work. Yeah. And I don't think that there was much of that before. I also think it was such a different time where, like, one parent worked and, and that was fine. Like, that was totally fine. You got by. Not Everything anymore. It was great. Doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah. So I don't think it's that we're lazy.
0: I definitely don't think it's that we're lazy. I, think
1: we're I trying mean, to some find people balance. are definitely lazy. Oh, yeah, but. I mean, weed
0: is legal now. So <laughs> some people are definitely lazy.
1: But that happens in every age group. Like, yeah. Yeah, it does. We can't limit that to millennials
0: no i don't think there's much that you can generalize to just millennials right
1: um but people uh, sure like to
0: they like to yeah well that's just because we're the hot group right now
1: yeah
0: baby boomers are you know going towards the end um <laughs> and yeah it's we're the ones who are like kind of running things right now yeah and so that's we're going to be the targeted group that's soon it, so, so, what do they even call the group below us the tiktok generation <laughs> I don't know. you on tiktok
1: i not
0: i've never been on TikTok, but it sounds awesome
1: i sometimes people will send me these little snippets and i'm like oh i really should get that like i actually learn a few things and not just like weird dance moves and food like but
0: also those well yeah (laughs)
1: but like some of some people have sent me like these really emotionally intelligent conversations that people have i'm like oh i could listen to that but i'm afraid to go down another hole like yeah
0: yeah, that's the last thing I need is another right? thing to scroll through. Yeah. And I've heard that it's very well designed psychologically like uh, to, to hook you in and just keep you going. Like The videos just start automatically.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I can't have that.
0: You don't have to click on anything. No.
1: That's yeah. a poor choice for me. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. I'll just enjoy the snippets that people feel like I need to see.
0: Yeah. I, I, Instagram is hard enough to, to avoid. But yeah. yeah.
1: I like Instagram a hell of a lot better than Facebook, though
0: yeah i'm surprised that they're so different but they really are pretty they are. different yeah facebook has been cool for the podcast be- yeah. just because it's got so many people on it yeah and they're mostly like it seems to focus more on people you actually know right instagram give, brings in more people from outside of your immediate right. circle
1: and things you want to buy
0: yeah mm. instagram is uh, basically the mall now
1: i will say though i've never been disappointed with an instagram purchase
0: they're fantastic. They are, and they give they they give you ads that are legitimately like, things you want. Exactly. Like, oh, how did you know I would love a tactical hearing aid? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly. shit.
1: Exactly. And yeah, never been disappointed with an Instagram purchase. So yeah, their their
0: algorithm algorithm is on point. It is. It really gets in my mind and yeah. just figures out what I need.
1: Yep, totally.
0: I'm still not quite confident in their browser, so like if I go through a link that to buy something. I'm like, yeah. eh, what if somebody's stealing my identity? Right. So I'll, I'll like exit that third, it just has a third party feel to it that I don't really like. So I'll go back to the main website through a regular browser and buy it.
1: It also annoys me and this is stupid because this is a lazy laziness thing where you can't link something. Like you can't, if you type in like a website.
0: Oh, to a recipe,
1: yeah. You can't just click on it and go there.
0: Yeah, I have to type link in bio so many yeah, times, it's annoying. That annoys me. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised that it's like that. I know. Because Facebook owns Instagram. Right. And they are great about linking everything together. And
1: that's why I don't understand how they're so different. Yeah, that's maybe yeah. that's why they're well, different. Oh, I guess that's true, they're Trying to capitalize too. on different market share. Yeah, trying to take over everybody. Yeah.
0: That's another weird conflict about our age, um, is how much of yourself to give for free your data um in re- in return for free products.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like um they they always say that if you're if, if you're getting the product for free, you are the product. Right. And that's pretty true.
1: It is. Yeah. I was from that social dilemma. That was one of the ones that I saved cuz I'm like, hmm, it's a But it's I don't want to be a valid. product. I know. No, it's a valid point though. Yeah. And and it just sucks so much time and energy. It does. Yeah.
0: I mean, there are some benefits to it for yeah. sure like i i'm trying to think of one um
1: keep in touch with family like yeah there's some family that i don't i don't have their phone numbers and i should that's terrible like even closer family but i just i don't and that's how i you know see their kids or you yeah. know what they're doing or their adventures and and it is nice for that but i think somewhere along along the way the initial idea um has has kind of been lost.
0: Yeah, I I think we used to have a lot more opportunities to just sit and or not opportunities but obligations just sit somewhere and wait. Yeah, like in previous generations. Mm-hmm. So like now that we don't have that, everything's like hurried and moving real fast, right. and everything's anticipated so that your your needs are met before you even have them. Yeah, like the Instagram ads. Right. I we're forgetting how to talk to people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: More people should start podcasts.
1: Or yeah not only forgetting how to talk to people but just like forgetting how to be bored and and yeah the kids tell me that they're bored and i'm like it's good for you and they're like no it's like the worst thing ever like no it's good for you it's
0: creativity (laughs) fuel
1: yes exactly that's where you yeah your creative genius comes through but we don't know how to be bored. We don't know how to talk to people. Do you remember um, how
0: boring life was before the internet?
1: That's what I was like. When we had to go on a road trip, you know what I got to look out? Out the fucking window. Yeah. Like, I don't say that to them. I do say that to them. But I um, had to stare out the window and try to find letters on signs or play car bingo. And it wasn't an exciting app. It was a shoddy piece of cardboard. With a like, little red plastic yeah. slider. Yeah. And they were usually broken. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we got to do.
0: Yeah play uh, games where you have to like remember the uh, you play going to Alabama yeah we I actually still play that with the kids yeah we haven't for a while but that's a good one
1: or like I spy yeah like I spy something green one of the 50,000 trees out the window like they don't know boring
0: no they really don't (laughs)
1: they don't and it just it kind of makes me sad because like you said that's that's where you know the creativity comes through and and finding the balance to help them understand that I guess is really hard yeah trying to get them to understand that is hard
0: i'm concerned about how it's going to affect future generations Mm -hmm. in our development as a species because if you think about like if you're firing a rocket into space and you you're off by one degree it doesn't matter that much in the short term but by the time you're a thousand miles out into space you're way off from the target right um so just the difference in attention demands on kids these days versus when we were kids um which is not long ago no it the, the attentional demands are hugely different mm-hmm. we had to like look for stuff to Take, hold our attention yeah they're like was never enough yeah we were like that's like whatever it is you're into as a kid like whether you're it's books or bugs mm-hmm. or you know whatever um now it's the exact opposite and there's never uh it's like stuff is coming at these kids so fast it's so endless. And And they could never process all of it. No. So they're not going to be developing that skill.
1: Right. And they have so many choices that, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I have too many choices, I get too overwhelmed and I don't make a choice. Like
0: That's called, like, decision paralysis or something.
1: Something. I have that. The Netflix syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Um, But, like like with toys and stuff like they have so many that they you know take them all out and then like five minutes later they're bored i'm like how is that possible
0: but if you would have just taken two toys out and be like which one this one or this one and then they they pick the one they want that's the coolest toy
1: right and they'll play with it forever like i've i've gone through periods where i've done that where i've kind of not gotten rid of them but you know put a bunch of the stuff in the garage or away for a while And it was amazing the difference in, like, not only, like, how they interacted with each other and they played for a long time and there was, like, not any fighting, but, like, cleanup was easy. There was no, well, I didn't get that out, so I'm not, like, it was just easier. And I think they just have access to so much, not only just on tablets or screens, but just in general. Yeah,
0: we're so blessed as a culture. Right. We have abundance. Right. People are... uh, but like what it's concerning sometimes
1: where's the there's no um, like no fulfillment like that's that's the problem yeah like we yeah. have all this stuff but there's no actual fulfillment
0: especially if you never had to work for it which a lot of kids aren't going to have to I don't no. I mean actually my kids work really hard um, they've we are lucky enough that we have like their grandparents are really involved in their lives yeah. and they give them work and stuff. So, and I think a lot of families are still like that. Yeah. Where they, the kids do work, but it's not because they have to. Right. So, it's it's a little different.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. There's, you know, you don't see a whole lot of kids out, you know, mowing lawns. And, no. and I remember, yeah, yeah.
0: I started working when I was t- like 10 or 11 years mm-hmm. old and I hated it. It wasn't fun. No. Like, uh, I try to make the jobs fun for the kids now so that yeah. they want to do it. And yeah. it's less horrible for me but um i did not want to go chop wood and sell wood bundles or i didn't want to go
1: mow lawns like that was the worst i
0: used to try hard to get out of it but it like then i'd realize oh shit well then now i don't get paid right and then that's a lesson you learn right and it it sticks with you
1: it does like i have to
0: endure this part that i hate to get that money. Right. You know, then I could buy a twelve pack of squirt and enjoy <laughs> my life. Right.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. Go to Pro Video and rent a movie for oh, the Pro weekend. Pro video Right. Oh,
0: I miss that experience. I do
1: too. That
0: was, that was so some fun. of my best memories. Right. I
1: remember riding my bike when we lived on Dock Hill Road, like with Hannah and C J and Madeline. Like we'd ride our bike to Long Beach and look for quarters under the machines at Funland and go scrounge up our change and get subway sandwiches and rent movies and what There's age were you guys that. doing that? Oh. Well, like, how
0: how young were you when you were free to explore Long Beach and Ilwaco on your own?
1: Ten, uh, ten, maybe?
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: I was babysitting my sisters when I was, like, ten. Yeah. yeah.
0: Times have changed, huh?
1: Yeah. No way would I let my kids ride. Nope. No,
0: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hesitant to, like, let our kids go to the park without uh-huh. an, an adult. Yeah. Um, just because it's, like, on the way out of town. Right. Someone could just scoop them up.
1: And there's weird shit happening down there lately.
0: Uh, yeah, there always has been.
1: Well, yeah.
0: What's going on there now? I haven't been I going there, down there. There's
1: some lady that said that her dog ate, like, human feces that was laced oh, yeah. with drugs. I oh. don't know. Yeah. It's well,
0: it laced with drugs. Somebody laced I, the shit with well, drugs, or it was the, just a drug addict's shit. Yeah, that's what okay. I meant. Yes. <laughs> so the dog got lucky.
1: Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I Spent a while at the vet. I don't know if that's lucky. I
0: had I had a, a pitbull slash boxer who mm-hmm. ingested twenty milligrams of amphetamine one time. Oh. Yeah, which is Adderall. How'd that go? Uh, not great. The dog. I had to take her to Elwaco Park because she wouldn't stop running around my house like <laughs> fast and um she was already kind of dangerous because yeah. she was like she had recently torn an animal's tail off
1: oh jesus
0: i don't know what kind of animal it was i found the tail in my home uh <laughs> the window was open screen broken out um it i want to say it was a cat but you know I, i'll be honest i can't i can't guarantee no it was a cat's tail oh but ruby God. got that tail um anyway we took her to the park so she could run and she wouldn't drink any water or stop moving so i had to like chase her down tackle her every 10 minutes and <laughs> use a uh, water bottle to squirt Squirt water water water. in her mouth oh
1: my god it was awful that's terrible yeah but i mean yeah nothing's the same and really i'm gonna say it i'm so tired of being criticized for like by by internet people or whatever for like well when i was a kid we got to do this this and this and we didn't come home till the sun was down and like we didn't have cell phones I know I didn't I wasn't talking to my mom when we were rolling around Long Beach mm-hmm. on our bikes like didn't communicate with her she had no idea where we were but it's a different time but like, she had
0: taught you how to be safe both right likely, yeah I assume
1: yeah she did but it's or just, as
0: somebody did because it's you survived
1: different though
0: it is also we're way more aware of all the freaking weirdos in the world now yeah and in our community there's a I lot mean, yeah, I'll avoid that one but
1: yeah let's not go there
0: pedophiles are real and they're terrifying and
1: and they're everywhere
0: yeah it's terrible i I really didn't know that it was as prevalent in the world as it, it is and well that's something we can actually kind of thank the internet for and also maybe right. blame the internet for
1: it's I think that's that's there's a another another way to find balance like I am a big fan of of Having access to the information, I don't want to bury my head in the sand about these things, but also like there's so much information it stresses me out, and I don't know what of that is like warranted and one of that's a little bit like over the top, and and how to navigate like well how do I, you know how do I teach my kids to be safe when this shit freaks me out like
0: yeah and do you even tell them why you're freaked out or like I don't even know like I've made the mistake before of with one of the kids being like, "Well, well why can't we get on social media?" So and so is on social media. It's like I don't want you to talk to pedophiles unknowingly. <laughs> right. That's why. And they're yeah. kind of they're, they don't really like to hear that. No. But it's um, so I don't know where the line is. I don't think that's probably the way to go about it either.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: but it's the truth.
1: But that's that's the other thing is like I'm I'm the you know not the bad mom but in their eyes they're like mad at me because I won't let them do this thing that so and so is doing. But you're right. Like how do you? How do you explain, like, why you have that fear or why you have that hesitation to them?
0: It's because we love them, right? And we want, and we. But they're not hearing that. that.
1: No, they're not understanding that at this at this point. It's.
0: Did you get spanked as a kid? I did. Yeah, a lot.
1: Um, not a lot. My sister did, Alicia. (laughs) Really? Yeah, she's feisty. (laughs) She's feisty. She was feisty because she would get spanked and she'd be like, "That didn't hurt."
0: uh yeah that's <laughs> funny like uh, a month ago maybe amelia came up to me um she is kind of a i don't know what you'd call her but strong-willed she, yeah she likes to <laughs> she likes to make me she likes to hurt my feelings mm-hmm. uh when she can
1: they're so, fucking ruthless oh
0: yeah, yeah yeah and so she'll come up and say things like hey you're not my favorite and things like that which is uh, one of her favorites uh, but it's all right I, you yeah. know you're not my favorite either so uh, whatever <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah and the truth is whatever kid i'm with is my favorite i'm amazed by them mm-hmm. it, it's really cool to see these little people just and
1: oh they're amazing
0: yeah but um yeah this one time she walked into the kitchen and i don't remember what had got us on the topic but she's like hey dad when you spank me it never hurts me <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and she wasn't trying to say it like telling on mama or something because
1: she's trying to get under your skin yes
0: it's like yeah you spank like a girl but not even as good it's like ah this kid
1: they're so mean sometimes yeah and they know we we don't
0: actually really spank her much every
1: little like every little thing that you're just like ah.
0: yeah they're they're very aware of what's going on oh yeah
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: It's crazy sometimes. um, We'll be, I'll be having a conversation with Melissa and she'll just, Mills will just be in the room, Mm -hmm. like watching a show or whatever. And you forget that they're listening because they don't always chime in. No. Um, But then I'll like do something like, oh, what was I talking about again? And then she'll just be like, you were talking about Mm -hmm. how you were going to meet Uncle Jake this weekend. (laughs) Like she'll just know exactly Uh where we were in the conversation. And I'm like, okay, note to self, be careful what you say Mm -hmm. when she's around.
1: But also like. I'll be talking to the kids, like looking at them, talking to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right
1: over their head. But I'll be having a conversation in the car on the phone or something. And Jax has like one headphone ear off. And he hears everywhere. I'm not even talking to him. Doesn't matter. He hears every word. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I when I'm quiz like you on it later. talking to you like this, looking you in the eye, you have no idea what I said.
0: Yeah, it's weird how that works. Funny how that Selective. works.
1: Selective. Right? It's a tough time to be a parent.
0: Yeah. Do your kids swear? Yes. What? How do you feel about that?
1: Um, you blame the internet
0: for that too, or is that? Is no, that one? that's me. Okay. I yeah.
1: Full, fully own that one.
0: I have to feel the same
1: way. It's me. Um, I have told them. They they don't say fuck. They say shit. They say damn. Um, that those are really the only two. And my my thing was like when Jacks first started doing it, I was like, no, 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 don't say that. And the bigger deal that I made out of it the more exciting it was for him
0: that's how swear words work
1: learn that lesson quickly so i backed off and i'm like you know what you then i went to you don't say that at school you don't say that in front of grandma and grandpa you don't say that like whatever and then the novelty kind of wore off and and now when they use it they use it appropriately like Mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah. i just the bigger deal i made out of it the bigger thing it was so it's I think one of those the world things. has kind of
0: changed a little bit to where it's a lot harder to keep those uh, words out of their ears. Yeah. Um, it's in oh, like the fact that we don't have cable. There's, right. there's no people watching what we're watching to say like, Hey, don't put the F word in there. Right. It's all just it's all
1: free game. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's, it's tough.
1: But even like, like when Jax watches YouTube, um, he doesn't watch, like he mostly likes to watch like the parkour, like all that kind of stuff. And, um, sometimes he'll watch like people playing um a certain video game to try to get himself you know further in the level or whatever but those are older kids and they Mm -hmm. say shit and so it's like even if i wasn't saying it at home he's hearing it like even even in bad he's not watching bad things but like it just i don't know everybody says it. i think we
0: just got to try to get them to understand intention yeah and when and context right and know like like okay so i was walking amelia she's in the stroller she's two barely mm-hmm. two and um we had dropped Elsa off at ballet mm-hmm. and we were t- taking a walk on the boardwalk yeah. actually we were right by your store yeah. when this happened sit standing on that corner and um I was trying to take pictures of her in the stroller because I had done her hair <laughs> and it's always cute when I do her hair because yeah. it's a little fucked up and like <laughs>
1: oh yeah <So> cute. <laughs> but I, awesome. I do
0: my best yeah. and, I, and it's fun for me it's mm-hmm. like um it's not anymore she won't let me hardly do it anymore but um I liked it. I really yeah. got into the little girl dad thing. And it, she's
1: got that cute curly hair. Like,
0: oh, it's the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she really wanted to go to dance class, and we have been saying for the last year, like, you have to be potty trained before mm-hmm. you can join dance class. It's yeah. just that's Miss Cheryl's rule. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm like trying to get her, and I had thought she'd forgot all about it because we were on our way back, and it was we went over the boardwalk and stuff and had a good time and. Then she just started getting all grumpy again, and I'm just like trying to take pictures of her. I am like, can you please s- just smile for me? Please, Mills? just smile. And she's like, can you please just take me to dance class, you fucking Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was speechless. And I was like, w- w- you-, dude, you can't say that to right? me. Like, you can't just say the F word to your dad. Oh, it's just, God. that's against the rules. No, yeah. Um. But like you said, she used it in the appropriate right? way. And, and so
1: how do you like? Yeah,
0: she was trying to express her discomfort and right. frustration. She
1: was fucking mad. She
0: was fucking mad.
1: Yeah,
0: she yeah. She also like I have a tendency when I'm frustrated to um, instead of saying the swear words that just want to come out so mm-hmm. bad, I'll just um, like redirect to a goofy word like oh my goodness mm-hmm. or golly gee willikers. Yeah. Um, and I instead of calling the kids a dumbass or something, which I I even when Amelia wasn't around, I tried not to do that. I really think name calling is, is a, a way that you can like, cut out a massive amount of abuse, <laughs> of verbal abuse with very little effort. Yes. Just don't call names. I um, totally agree. Because it's, it, it's so easy to be like, oh, come on, you dummy, what are you doing? Right. Uh, but it's it's over long periods of time that stuff, kids believe what you tell them about right. themselves. Right. So if you call your kid stupid, your kid is gonna struggle with that his whole life. Yep. Um, and that's, Ugh. that's abuse.
1: And you know what I read that hmm. like hit me right in the feels? I read something that said like when you, it was along the lines of like name calling, but like when you belittle or, or like anything like that, like they don't stop loving you as the parent, they stop loving themselves. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, that's
0: for real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah, I agree with you on the name calling. Like sometimes we're all assholes, but like we got to stop with the name calling
0: yep it's a it's a big one uh so i i use dude or bro um so i'm like what are you doing bro right. or what are you doing dude come on man yes exactly and so that amelia has taken it on as her like her slight she'll use that uh-huh. to jab people be, you good. dude
1: <laughs> hey that's good <laughs>
0: exactly it worked out well for it, me
1: yeah it works out well for both
0: because she calls me that in public often <laughs>
1: she's not a fucking dad come on man yeah come on
0: you dude
1: (laughs) oh that's funny no that's a good one yeah i like it
0: she's at this age where she is very opinionated but doesn't i mean she doesn't understand anything yet um about what it's like to try to raise a kid so she's just you know just the standard selfish toddler
1: well kids are kids are very egocentric like
0: yeah the more i
1: read about I wish that I had some of the interests that I have now coming out of high school.
0: Like childhood development?
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, just that, that fascinates me. I can read about that all day long. Me but, too. Like,
0: I, I really like that stuff. Yeah. It's, it, it's like learning secrets uh-huh. about yourself and everyone you know. Yep. But
1: totally. I do yeah. that. I'm like, oh, I know why that person did that. Yeah.
0: Try telling them that though.
1: Nope. Doesn't that's go a hard well. No. Does not
0: go well. <laughs> people do not want to be analyzed no unless they want to pay you for it Um, and that's only a few people yeah like that's why I got out of psychology uh, because I realized I I was probably so intolerable to be around for a couple years there when I was studying it because it was all I thought about I I looked at everything through a psychology lens I wondered
1: about that because that's something that um, has always interested me I'm a big like why like mm -hmm. something happens why did that happen? Like I always thought Let's it dig was dig into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I want to know why this person's behaving this way, why they made that choice, like especially once I learned that like in in a way like people's choices that they make even towards you aren't about you. Like no. aren't about you at all. Like you know, and You're one
0: step up from an object. To, right. Like, and
1: so the more I kind of learn that, um the more I want to learn about that person and like why why are they that way and so you know talking about psychology like if i did that i don't know if i i don't think people would want to be around me because i would be yeah i'm already (laughs) yeah they don't i already analyze a lot and i'm like well why did they do that or why are they saying that or why do they feel that way um and that would just make that 10 times worse
0: Oh, the thing that, that I would do that got under people's skin the most, I could tell, was when you try to solve all their problems in, yeah. in like four sentences. Yeah. Like, okay, so your problem is this. You're doing this and this and this, and it's causing you to see things this way. And if you would just do this and this and make these changes, poof, right. your life is better. Right. And uh, no matter how true it is, it doesn't matter because no. that's not not your role in right. their life. You can't um, be a
1: fixer. Unless is-
0: you're a doctor.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Which I was not.
1: But that's such a hard reality pill to swallow is that you can't fix people or their problems, especially even as a parent, like you can't can't no. fix your... So learning, um, I'm a fixer. I like to fix things. I like people to be okay. Um, but Me learning too. that that's like not my job um, has been hard. Uh, and I've kind of like taken this dive into learning about like grief and um, just kind of letting people be heard and um not fixing it for them and it's kind of carried over into parenting because you want to fix all your kids problems. probably like you don't want it's them hard to to not to it is like you don't want them to be sad and
0: but they need to be
1: right they have to learn all these things otherwise you know you have adults who can't don't know how to cope and don't know how to be sad and everything like gets pushed under so far under that then it comes out in different ways and yeah
0: yeah usually bad ways
1: bad ways yeah
0: yeah life is a is a mess Uh, but it can be a beautiful mess
1: for sure I'm teaching teaching the kids about uh, dualities I Mm -hmm. guess you'd call them where you know um, things can be really really bad but there are also these you know little snippets of beautiful in there and um, you know you can be like with moving if if it all works out I've talked with Harper a lot about like you know you can be sad that we have to leave here and your friends but you can also be excited about like a new adventure and so we've been talking a lot about that
0: and those kind of feelings are really important the mixed ones where because they're hard to make sense of right especially as at a young age it's it's like you really have to have perspective to know that like to be able to take the good and leave the bad right it's not easy so those are good conversations to have
1: I think we've been um, I don't know maybe conditioned I don't know to kind of see things as like black or white but life is so full of like this gray area where things are uncomfortable
0: it's almost all gray area yeah
1: there's I'm
0: very little very, black very and white. little
1: black and white and and I yeah I agree with that but um people don't like that gray area because they like one or the other like that gray area is so big and there's so many thoughts and feelings and people don't like to be there
0: no I I even as a person who I really think I try hard to stay in the gray and like be kind of not relativistic because I don't I do think there should be objective truths and yeah. things that we could all agree are are right and wrong right. but um I like to try to have as much perspective as possible so mm-hmm. I like try to put myself in other people's shoes even like bad people mm-hmm. see like how did this they're, they're just a person and right. then they somehow became this monster right um how did that happen yeah but I still find myself getting pulled into the that very human need to, to be to, to feel like you have things figured have an out answer. Yeah. yeah, so I'll be like, and my answer might be, we always stay in the gray. Um, and then I might come across somebody who's like, no, this is an easily black and white thing. And I, and I'll be challenged by that. So it's yeah. just like, it never ends, right? You're just constantly having to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that's, that's the game. Yep. That's we're trying to figure that out. We only get so much time to do it.
1: Yeah. I think this last year especially has taught us a lot about gray area where, um, I mean, like you said, there are some things that are just like, I guess I feel like, like treating people the way you want to be treated. Like the golden rule. Yeah. Like you just, some people are shitty. Some people are bad, but that doesn't mean that like you have to be a shitty person too. Like yeah, that doesn't don't mean to go to you their have level. to, Yeah. And so, you know that's one of the things I think that it just it is that way, um, but everything else it can be so like kind of a, a combination of things yeah, and i wish I wish more people understood that because I think we could avoid a lot of um a lot of conflict.
0: people need to stay off of twitter that's where everything's <laughs> black and, and white <laughs> I like it too, but it's it's got some. Tendencies to make people a little extremist.
1: Oh no, it does. It's polarizing, and, and it's very. Twitter's at its finest when the world is on fire. Oh yeah. It's uh, yeah, Twitter, yeah.
0: I just kind of got into the Twitter world. I mean, I've had a Twitter account for my personal self mm-hmm. um, for a couple of years, just so I could get. Oh, I, I got it when Donald Trump got elected, so I could get the the White House press briefings.
1: <laughs> what a time to be alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. The the. Even during like the Bush presidency, mm-hmm. can you imagine if people were like, yeah, Donald Trump will be president and he'll put out most of his announcements via Twitter? No. That's nope. pretty hard to believe. Yeah. But.
1: I, yeah. Yeah. We could go down that rabbit hole too.
0: Where do you stand politically if you want to talk about it or somewhere do you? Somewhere
1: in the middle. I mean, I, somewhere in the the middle, I guess. I don't know. I, I struggle, I struggle picking a side Everyone um, I've
0: talked to so far has said about that same thing. Yeah, and that's I, how I feel too. I just
1: do because I, I think that you know over here there are some valid points and and I can see that you know some frustrations over here. Um,
0: and you can see ignorance and, and in both on both sides and, too. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. And I I can see why, you know, why certain people feel um disenfranchised by by both sides. Like I I see it. It's a hard, but I feel like the middle is a hard place to be.
0: It's a Cause it, people are act like, like it doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. Or like if you don't think that and that well then you must be way over but I'm not way over here like I yeah. like I, it's a hard spot to be in.
0: It makes it to where you're you're not comfortable picking a team at all. Nope. So it's like I depending on the company. Um, I just might not even talk about politics period. Yeah. So people might assume that I'm not into politics but right. I, I, I am yeah. I, I like to know what's going on. But um, as far as taking a stand and a position on things, especially like there was a time during Black Lives Matter when things were getting really heated, yeah. where the, the new platform that was gaining traction was like, if you're a white person who's not speaking up, you're the problem. Right. And I was like, but I, I don't know what to say. I don't. Right. No one told me, I right. I'm just, I, I don't think I'm being a racist by not posting on whatever right. the thing was to post on because I don't want to offend somebody else on the other side. Like um, it felt to me like the black square thing Like that was gonna be offensive to police, uh, or something like that. And like, it's funny. I used to talk shit on police when I was just like a dumb kid.
1: Fuck the police.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that kind of thing. I don't
1: actually mean that. I'm just saying, like that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: But and I don't even. I had no reason. It was really just to be kind of like a, a, because it's not what everyone else was saying. Right. Um. But in truth, I appreciate the hell out of the police. Right. I'm glad they exist. I don't want them defunded and i i think it sucks that every once in a while they shoot somebody who they shouldn't shoot Um, and there's definitely ways we can improve that but um as far as it being a black and white issue it's not
1: exactly we'll go right back to that because i agree like i i there are fantastic police officers i know some of them and i you know thank them for what they do there are bad apples and does the system as a whole maybe need a little revamping? Absolutely. Just like Which all the one other systems. of our systems yeah. doesn't? Healthcare, edgy, all of them. All like, of them. There are fantastic teachers, but the, the education stuff is a little like needs some work. Mm-hmm. There are fantastic doctors and surgeons and nurses, but the healthcare needs a little work. Like, it's, it, it is a hard place to be in that gray area because it's like if you don't pick one side people are like well you're on the other side and I'm like no you know like and I I I struggle with the word defund because I get I get what it is like I get that it doesn't mean abolish them I get that yeah. it means like pour money and resources into other things like I don't know if you've seen um these like I think it was called the star they're like these mental health units who when a call comes into 911 if it's a mental health call, they go out rather than an officer because that's what they're fantastic idea. I think being in the middle means understanding that that's a great idea. And not only is that a great idea for the call so that something bad doesn't happen, but it, it frees up an officer to do something that's more in their like domestic violence or whatever. It frees them up for the calls that they're like really meant for. And so I, I struggle with, like I feel like they lost traction and they lost people with the word defund, even though I know it doesn't necessarily mean like I think how people are taking it. But it's yeah. just that gray area again of you can support these people and what they do and know that there are really great officers in law enforcement, but also know that that there are not. And there are some people who shouldn't have that job and there is some work to be done, but it it's not one or the other. It's it's both.
0: Yeah. We've known for a long time that authority will corrupt even like the most well intentioned people. Absolutely. It's it's a well documented psychological phenomena. Mm -hmm. It just happens. Authority is dangerous for your own psyche. Yeah, But we have to give it to somebody. Right. And so whether that means like changing the way they do shift work or or, like making there be term limits or Mm -hmm. whatever it is to keep that problem from happening. Probably they should work on that. Yeah. It's not going to go away. Right. It will always be an effect that happens. It's just like uh, the Stanford prison experiments. I'm sure you've heard of those. I have not. So they did an experiment where it was Philip Zimbardo was the guy who ran the study. Um, They built a fake prison, a a mock prison in Mm -hmm. the basement of Stanford University. Oh, wow. And they had um, two groups randomly assigned to be either – mock prisoners or mock guards. Mm-hmm. And they made them wear uniforms and sunglasses, the, the officers to kind of just to make it legit, they made it really realistic. Yeah. And uh, they made the prisoners like wear blindfolds and do all kinds of like, the sleep deprivation stuff, like they treated them like real prisoners. Mm-hmm. And they ended up having to end the study early because it was causing psychological damage to both sides of the participants, um, the officers and the you know prisoners but yeah it, it it was kind of a groundbreaking study just to show like how quickly yeah. those psychological effects will take effect will take place and yeah. in, in just like to change somebody from I mean these people were friends they all knew each other mm-hmm. and it, it made these kids who were friends with these prisoners a week ago treat them like garbage right. it's like that's
1: that's powerful yeah
0: it's a powerful effect yeah and it's, it's gonna happen
1: right but, and I, I think I think too, when you give, when you give, I think we saw this, maybe this is getting too into it, but when you give a group of people, um, who feel, uh, like they haven't really had a voice or, um, disenfranchised in any way or, or have always felt, you know, less than when you give them that power, it can be a recipe for disaster like I mean it happens to the normal average person like you said when you give a person power it's just how it happens it's just it's just what happens but then when you give somebody who's you know felt this big for so long that great big power it's gonna get really ugly. Like,
0: so you're saying that before someone gets hired as a cop, they should ask around their high school and say, like, was this guy a loser? Right. Because if he was, yep. no chance.
1: Don't, not not having it. No, yeah, you know what I mean.
0: I I know, but that that is <laughs> kind of getting yeah. at that same point. Yeah. Like people who have a chip on their shoulder. Right. Um, and like you could put that in psychological terms. Um, people who have you know, trauma from their youth. Right. um, Who feel like they have a score to settle with the world. Yeah. Should not be. No,
1: absolutely not
0: there. And because they're going to have no control over that, Mm -mm. that kind of behavior is burned into them. And it's so deep that it's it's probably going to come out.
1: Yeah, it's going to come out and it's going to come out erratically with maybe no, no trigger that's visible to the average person but yeah. something in there you know set that off and we don't know when that's going to be or what that's going to be and th- you're right that person should not be a, an officer that person yeah. should not have a gun
0: and it's not to say that that person is mentally ill or no, crazy or, or, or a anything. bad person it's just not a good fit
1: no exactly yeah and that's i think that's an important thing is that um i think we all have something that we're good at and something that you know we can do well with but um everybody can't be a good fit at everything and no we gotta stick people where their strengths are
0: how do you think we do that i don't know our, been, our current education system is not set up that way
1: no i've been struggling with this one like where do we go from here um
0: our school is our school system is built to create factory workers basically mm-hmm. like it, we haven't really had a good update since the industrial revolution no,
1: I, I feel like it and I, I i like even hate going into this a little bit because i absolutely wholeheartedly like teachers are amazing i am 100
0: percent behind education and teachers yeah and they're, they're
1: amazing
0: they're my favorite people
1: but it's that's it's, why
0: they deserve a good system to work right, in
1: exactly and it's kind of like like you know with healthcare workers when this whole pandemic thing started like I started really looking into. I have a few nurse friends um on my Facebook who kind of shared their thoughts and feelings on the whole thing and I think it it's the same in a way where you know you have these fantastic humans who want to help people and who want to you know do the best they can and save lives and um but you have a, a system where you have you know people with business degrees in charge of you know their the tools and the things the that life-saving the, the, decisions. right that are made in a hospital and they have absolutely no fucking business making these decisions but so how like it's i guess it's you know kind of the same where you have these fantastic teachers who wholeheartedly love and care about all of these kids and where a lot of these kids like need to be because you know, maybe they're not getting that love or attention or care at home, so it's so important for them.
0: It happens a lot.
1: But you have this system that kind of, like, is setting them up to fail.
0: In a way. It, it definitely does for some people. It makes me angry. Yeah. But what can we do about it? I don't know. Our kids will figure it out. Yeah. Or if if they don't, there will be some problems.
1: <laughs> I've been going back and forth with that one for a long time. Like, where do we go from here? Like, what? How, we know this stuff needs to change but we're just kind of sitting here not changing it.
0: Yeah. Um I I mean it, it's hard to even know because my wife's a teacher and she's really good at it and it's it's fun to watch her work yeah. but she comes up against some obstacles that are like that she just shouldn't really have to deal with. Right. Um they the people put a lot of pressure on teachers to do more than just teach. Right. And like most of them are willing to take on that load. Right. Um but there just comes a limit where you just don't have anything else to give right so they're like these teachers are having to deal with the emotional health of their mm-hmm. students and like also teach the curriculum and make sure that they have food in their bellies and like there's there's a lot going into it and, and then, then to
1: go home and not let that interfere with your family like oh, yeah. how do you not take that home yeah like how do you not take that home it's I, it's heavy yeah it yeah. is
0: especially in a community where there's lots of poverty
1: mm-hmm. like ours i i struggled working um i worked at the uh, ecap preschool for a while oh. and i struggled with that job um because it is uh low income and developmental disability and i saw every time i saw like cps walk in or call i i i take that stuff home and it i I would love to be able to give more to that and to have the space for that, but like that stuff sticks with me and I don't like I can't do it. I can't either. I teachers and and educators and people who can do that and have you know compartmentalize that stuff and have the space for that, they they deserve way more than what they've got.
0: Yeah, not just money either. No, yeah. Because people always talk about that how teachers don't get paid enough and we happen to live in a district where our teachers are accommodated pretty well. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them aren't. Uh, but they where they need a social support. Mm-hmm. Like they need parents to get involved and not involved by, you Getting know, harassing them, them yeah. and emailing them, but get involved by like ask your kid what's going on in school. Right. Get involved with like trying to teach at home, like right. share share things that you can um it's it's tough it's and it's tough for everybody mm-hmm. i mean we've we've already covered both those groups today parents and teachers and how hard it is to be either one of them yeah so like there's going to be conflict right but it's uh we got to just try to be in this together there's so many better ways to handle it than sending a mad email to your kid's teacher
1: right yeah no yeah. they need they need support i mean right sometimes now. that's
0: appropriate i guess but i i have never done it i don't think i could do it mm-hmm. um even when it's needed, I, I'm 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 kind of a bitch about that. It's like, I'll just let it go.
1: I think it, too, like, I know, like, and for you, you guys have great kids, and it would be one of those things where, like, if we've had an issue at school, or, like, we had one on the bus one time where you got to know your audience, like is sending that email going to do anything for you or am I better off you know having this conversation with my kid where maybe you know that sucks that that we have to take care of this at home when it's not our issue but it's gonna get me farther than sending this email to this person who's not going to do anything about it
0: and might even take it out on your kid later yeah it's not impossible other
1: parents and I mean yeah yeah so, no, you do, you see it a lot here, especially, like, with lower socioeconomic status and stuff, and it's just, it's hard.
0: People get really mad and involved about the uh, social interactions of their kids. Yeah. I saw a post just the other day about somebody just blasting out on Facebook that they were mad about bullies, um, bullying their kid, which is a horrible. I, I yeah. can't even imagine how mad that would make me, but um, there, it seems like that's not a productive way to go about it because, no. like— as much as it hurts to watch your kids suffer, um, this these are growth opportunities. Um, and as long as their safety is, is not threatened or, you know, like the experience isn't traumatic, right. a little bit of, of conflict is okay.
1: Well, and I think that, like, you, yeah, touching on that, I think that bullying is, is terrible. It's terrible. It, I wish it weren't a thing. But I think we also need to – and not saying I have no idea what happened and not to, like, diminish anyone's bullying experience. Yeah, I don't either. I think we need to have a conversation about, like, what's bullying and what's an uncomfortable conversation or an uncomfortable interaction Mm -hmm. because life's full of those uncomfortable interactions. And I think we need to – that's not something that I knew how to navigate, so I just – run from them Mm -hmm. i'm learning learning how to navigate them but um i would rather just not have them than try to navigate like being uncomfortable and having that conversation with someone so i think the more we can teach our kids that the more we can really look at the bullying as an issue and teach them how to navigate you know those conversations and interactions that are going to come up for the rest of their life
0: yeah I, I think some basic skills training about kindness is is probably going to be massively beneficial, which they probably do.
1: And communication. Yeah. Kindness and communication. I and- have
0: some memories of stuff that I did in school where I really was genuinely trying to connect with people. Um, and I look back at it now. It's like, no, I, w- I was bullying that person. Do you remember uh, Anna Moeller? Yes. Remember everyone was calling her Phyllis? Yes. I, I made that up. And um, it's because I wanted to be her friend, and she like didn't talk to anybody. Um, she was very quiet. She was very quiet, mm-hmm. um, and I it, it like actually kind of was it worked like, but I look back on that now and I'm humiliated. Like that's so fucked up. Like you don't take someone's name and change it without their permission, <laughs> right? Um, even though I was I was trying like you to
1: had good intentions. I, I did, yeah. but
0: it, it is still that I look if I if one of my kids was doing that, I'd be so horrified. Yeah, um, so. Hey Anna, if you're listening, I'm really sorry about that. I I thought you were a really cool person. I was trying to get you involved, um, but that was fucked up.
1: She was very kind. She was a kind, very nice person, but she was very kind. Yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder what she's doing these days.
1: I don't know, but I hope she's doing well. Me too. I really, I hope, I hope everyone's doing well. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. I recently had to. I had a conversation with someone who, um, not from here. And I don't think anybody knows her, but she uh, apologized to me for something that kind of caused me a lot of pain. Um, and she asked if I would forgive her. And uh, I did a long time ago, even though we haven't talked. Was back.
0: it someone you were friends with?
1: Uh, not not friends per se, but acquaintances. Um, but I think that like one of the things, as I've learned... As I get older, is that um, forgiving people is more for me than it is for them. Like some people that, you know, cause me pain or whatever, I might never hear an apology from, and that's okay. Like I've, I've pretty much clean slate forgiven people. Um, I think you have two choices after that where you can forgive someone and you can, you know, let them back into your life, or you can forgive them and you can set a boundary that's like, hey, no hard feelings. It's okay. I'm not going to let this rule my life anymore, but that's where this ends. Um, but I think that, uh, that's I a even, healthy way to look at I it. I don't even know where I was going with that, but.
0: Oh, just people forgiving, forgiving yeah, people from just, your past, yeah, not carrying grudges. Yeah, kind of, it's all,
1: all coming up again. I think, especially as we become parents, I think it really brings
0: that really a lot
1: of this stuff up. That tills the soil. Yeah.
0: Um, like I never, I didn't cry a lot, um, for most of my twenties, mm-hmm. um, at least not that i remember if i did i was i blocked it out mm-hmm. as soon as i had a a child like a, i watched this child come out of my wife i was just like i'm balling like yeah. a baby and it, i didn't care at all it didn't the thought of crying in public before that moment would have just mortified me and now i i really couldn't care less um it it was a it felt great to be honest it felt really good
1: it takes you to a new level
0: yeah and just like thinking about memories i had as a kid that i had told as like hilarious stories Mm -hmm. um for my whole life it now had a different twist to them where i'm just like that's not a funny story at all that's a really sad story i wish i wouldn't have acted like that was funny
1: but uh, i mean touching on that uh, that was maybe a coping mechanism for i mean maybe i I, I don't know most likely yeah well you kind of hit on that
0: earlier when you're talking about how you didn't think that the the the, the dad stuff yeah. affected you until you were, like, in your 20s or mm-hmm. uh, until... Even
1: just, yeah, the last couple of years. Last couple of years.
0: Yeah. It's weird how that stuff mm-hmm. comes back. And, yeah. like, you really do think you just dealt with it or that it just somehow you got out unscathed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like, my parents' separation. During those years, um, I mean, they were really hard, but I didn't think that that actual part of it was that bad. Yeah. Um, but then years later... I just like through my 20s dealt with all this stuff about like just, you know, not to get too heavy, but just like abandonment issues mm-hmm. and just wanting to be uh, have autonomy and independence just so that someone else couldn't fuck up my life. Right. Um, even though no one was trying to. Yeah. It was just like this insecurity I had um, that I had to work through to figure out like, oh, it's because stuff wasn't always so stable for for a for a time, you right. know, when like my parents were getting stuff figured out, um, and yeah, and that's okay. Like yeah. you can grow and you know use that as a growth opportunity. But
1: and you use it to you know do better with your kids and for your kids. And yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those. It it comes out later in really weird ways, and I I do thank the internet for that because had I had access to the internet and all of the you know fantastic information that you have to dig pretty hard for sometimes, but um, I would still have this you know stuff, this baggage coming out, not really knowing what it's about, um and not really knowing what to do about it because I don't know where it's coming from but but now, after you know, reading about some things and and therapy helps. um
0: therapy is great,
1: yeah, but it's, it, it's
0: cool that it it exists. it
1: <laughs> is yeah, but it helps it helps uncover that stuff, and it's hard and it's uncomfortable and but the other the other side of it is good. So. Yeah,
0: on that therapy note, um, I've had bad therapists also. Yep, so that's something that I've that I like to share with people is that like if you try therapy as a person who's inexperienced and it doesn't go well yep. and you, you don't feel benefits from it or you don't click with the therapist, that's, try a different one. Yes, it's okay.
1: It's, I wish people knew that. Yeah, it's, it's a so relationship. I wish people knew that exactly. It's, it's you essentially.
0: You're making a friend who is um, always unconditionally right, going to listen to you.
1: Right. And I've had I've had therapists who I clicked with for a while and really loved. And then just at a certain point when I was past certain things and needed something different, it didn't work anymore. And mm-hmm. that's okay too. Like it sucks because I know that it's a pretty privileged thing to be able to seek out therapists, you know, and pay for them. I wish everyone had that. It's um, a lot more
0: affordable than it used to be. It is. You can do it online
1: that's true um, it's, you
0: don't even have to go anywhere you need a, an iphone that is
1: true but i do i do wish people took that into account because i know a lot of people have said i tried it one time and it didn't work out try it again yeah try it again we because all, these are we things that we,
0: we know they work yeah like yeah uh, cognitive behavioral therapy
1: mm-hmm.
0: really effective mm-hmm. works almost every time for for most people uh, i shouldn't say that i don't know what the actual statistics are on success rates but it's really effective and it, mm-hmm. it's something that uh, anyone can learn just like redirecting your thoughts to mm-hmm. more productive
1: I was patterns. gonna ask you about that, because uh, in one of yours you talked about, maybe your first one you talked about meditation. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to do that, get myself there for a long time. And I feel like the more I try to get there, like the louder, this is gonna sound weird, the louder my thoughts get and I can't like reel it in. But I've noticed like when I'm prepping food, like chopping veggies, I'm there, like mm-hmm. not thinking about anything else. It's just quiet. I'm there when I'm lifting heavy weights, I'm there. Like it's fine if it like looks different, right? Like I can't yeah. sit there quietly cause I get, it gets so loud mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds.
0: No, that, that doesn't sound weird. I think that's a pretty common pattern. Is so for me, at least if I have gone a couple months without doing regular meditation, mm-hmm. it's like that. Uh, like I'll sit down and I'll have Really strong impulses in my body to get mm-hmm. up and move, yeah. or I'll feel like weird pains in different places, or I'll think that like my shoulders aren't even, or I'll, I'm breathing too shallow, or it's mm-hmm. in my chest. And I'll just like thought after thought after Every thought. Every little after thing thought. you could
1: possibly come up with. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it never really levels out. And then, you know, the 20 minutes or whatever ends, and I go on with my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I come back the next day and do it again, it's a little quieter. Okay. And then I come back the next day and do it again, it's a little quieter. And after a week maybe, um, I find that peace. And so I I use a visualization practice Mm -hmm. where I I have this spot on a lake and Mm -hmm. it's just like, there's mountains in the background and there's trees all around me. No, it's actually really important where there's trees behind me Mm -hmm. because I have a weird thing about people sneaking up on me. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting at the edge of of this lake, uh, up against these trees, and my thoughts, I'll visualize them as, physical objects coming up in a boat like floating in on a rowboat kinda like
1: an ebb and a flow of, yeah, yeah
0: because they come in pretty slow you can mm-hmm. watch a thought come in you start to feel it especially when you practice this a lot you start to get way more comfortable in your internal world okay. like where you can kind of navigate it almost like a fantasy world it's it's weird and it sounds ridiculous kind of sometimes but it's the imagination so it yeah. is a little ridiculous and but it's uh, really effective and so my thoughts will come in and i'll take them and I'll look at them and see what it is and like if you know acknowledge it and right. then put it back in the boat and push it out and then mm-hmm. it floats out away and then another one will come in and eventually they're just stopped coming in um and I really think it's coming from that that unconscious part of your brain right. that, of your of your not even your brain like the physical thing but your brain your mind your 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 essence your consciousness the deeper parts of that You know they have some shit to take care of right um and so and that's what those parts are supposed to do so they're gonna when you're in a quiet moment they're gonna push those thoughts towards your conscious awareness because it's like all right finally we get a moment let's have her handle this while we have the chance
1: that makes sense
0: and then so once you acknowledge them you can't solve them all you can't solve most of them most of them are painful actually so they come in and it's about somebody who wronged you or something you forgot or some guilt you have and you just acknowledge it and be like, that's part of my experience. That's part of who I am. And then, you know, you just with gratitude that you get to have one of these things that we call a life, you put it back in the boat and push it out.
1: I love it. It works I'm really gonna good. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try the visual- visualization because I think that's, I think one, it'll, I mean, maybe it doesn't, but does it kind of serve as a, an initial um, distraction to yeah. help quiet things? Cause I feel like that's what I need. Cause if I, sit there and just feel everything coming on i st- i kind of start to panic i'm like no 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 no. i don't i don't want any of you like then it's done and then i don't try it again because i don't have a whole lot of patience yeah but um no you, i you like that you just gotta have idea. a soft
0: touch because those thoughts are there um and so it doesn't make any sense to try to resist them you just gotta acknowledge and you know push them back out and 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 kind of be like I was talking about this with Jeff but you create a level of distance Mm -hmm. so that everything you experience isn't you don't identify with it as strongly Mm -hmm. it's almost like you're watching something happen to someone else like the thoughts come in you're like oh that's a very human thing to think like that's oh you're having a feeling that's a very human thing to do and something about that separation where it, it allows you to forgive yourself for stuff that you that you don't feel great about and it Allows you to forgive other people because we're all really the same. Yeah, um, it's just it's really a good tool.
1: I think that 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 does take it kind of back to the forgiveness where, um, you know, I forgiving someone doesn't mean it goes away. Like it doesn't mean you never have, you know, you don't replay that experience or whatever it was. It's it's not gone, but you learn to not let it like control. You I yeah guess. So, exactly. I guess that's yeah. I'm I I got
0: lucky with the forgiveness thing that um just the way I, g- I grew up it was very very important. So much so that like I was taught that if you don't forgive people you're going to hell. Oh.
1: Um
0: so I was like okay I'll do that right. And um but it didn't take long to where I was like oh shit that's way better. Like I feel way better. Yeah. If I just forget and and you're right it doesn't take away things. Right. It doesn't make it okay for people. That's what I struggle with still is like you you worry that if you forgive somebody that they're going to take that as a communication that what they did was okay. Right. And it's not that. Right. It just means like I'm not going to let your mistake hold me back.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's I think I think I wish more people knew that it's not like you said it's not not even necessarily an invitation for I mean take family for example like you can forgive family and they're still your family but that doesn't mean that you know you have to allow them to continue to treat you a certain way if, if they have no concept of, you know, their harmful words or behavior or actions or whatever. So it's, it is, it's one of those things that I think is definitely more for the person doing the forgiving than for anything else.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, violate your own boundaries to right. forgive people. Right. So if and like, and sometimes you're just not able to, but I think it's important that you make sure there's a yet at the end of that. Yeah. Because there's some times when it's just really, really hard it's to get there. hard. And you're just like, I'm not ready yet.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's okay. okay. too. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Allie, it has been two hours. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up. All right. This has been really fun. I don't remember the last yeah. time we actually just sat and talked. I know. Actually, I do remember the last time. Um, it was right before you gave me right back to Humboldt, uh, 2008. You remember that?
1: Yeah, but you came over, remember, for Thanksgiving when we lived in Sherwood.
0: Yeah, but we didn't get to talk. No, we didn't. That was like the most awkward meal ever because I had just gotten a huge fight with uh, the person I was there with. Yeah, And you could probably sense that (laughs) when we came in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's okay.
0: I do remember the cheesecake being delicious.
1: I want to make that again. That was a pumpkin cheesecake stole. I didn't steal. Pinterest gave me the recipe from the Cheesecake Factory. Mm Mm-hmm but uh, yeah, yeah it was it was awkward we didn't get to sit and talk but
0: uh, i'm sorry about that it's okay it's not your fault <laughs> I, had, I had a few of those that's <laughs> all right but yeah
1: no thanks for having me
0: yeah it was a pleasure and i hope you come back again I know. all right guys we're out of here thanks for listening but i'm still fly i'm still fly i know i'm still fly i'm still fly let's <laughs> go Be a hater like you. It could all it was. Clues to make the man, but that poison's gonna chew you. From the inside out. So
1: right now. Say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest now. I'm young. I'm free. Can't
0: nobody take.